and welcome back to the movies made us do it. Me and Matt are back. How are you, Matt? I am pretty good, sir. How are you? I'm very, very well. Um, really enjoyed discussing The Wicker Man um, last week. And, yep. uh, you know, nothing more to say about it. If you don't like that film, you're wrong. And <laughs> let's just move on. Um, the simple fact of the matter is that film is brilliant uh no i really enjoy I, you know any any time i mean generally we do these reviews to be positive right they're, they're always yes. a film we love i don't think we've ever done one of these where it's like i hate this movie um so it's always a positive but every now and yeah. again you get one like this this like oh this is like a real treat you know i honestly don't see the point of covering there's enough of that on hate. the internet there's enough yeah exactly there's, there's, enough. there's enough of that and and yeah. plus we do this this where we the, the you know we alternate so the alternate show is when we talk about new stuff and that tends to be negative every now and again so you know you it, we do get some negative in there but i think if we're going to do a deep dive i don't want to do a deep dive into you know the room or something it's like oh god really <laughs> there isn't there enough of that in the world can we talk about cool <laughs> movies you know Here is um, dive into titanic well it's nice because i struggle to watch new films anyway these days like half the time i'm forcing myself to watch stuff because of this show <laughs> so it's nice that on the alternate week i'm like oh a treat i get yeah. to watch the wicker man or oh i nearly said the name of what we're doing next but i won't i'll leave it <laughs> um but anyway yes this week we're back to our usual review fair um i even got a swanky advanced screening um yes because my housemates are Sky customers. Nothing to do with me being a, a top celebrity <laughs> podcaster, obviously. That's why. Um, yeah, so uh, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Uh, well, I'll, I'll start off with the, with Guardians 3. All right, then. Guardians Volume 3, although I guess you might want to rewind to Christmas first. Yes, so I did also see the, the Christmas one. I mean, I, I, mean it's been, I know it's been out for a while, obviously. and <laughs> Since Christmas? The um the the, the uh, number three has been out for a bit as well, but yeah, a couple of months now, right? Yeah, so I I it was one of those sort of chill. I I, I I wanted to watch it mainly because I love the first two. Yeah, I think that certainly number one is probably my favourite Marvel movie. I think but, it's 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 number two or three yeah. for me it, it I, I still think iron man for me is probably still my favorite when i think right. about it on on reflection winter soldier is probably the one that it's well I so think. yeah winter soldiers are either number two or three for me and then guardians is either number two or three depending Which on where that lands always makes me laugh because you know i'm i've always made no bones i'm not the biggest marvel fan i, I love no. the 90s X-Men, I was a big fan of 90s X-Men. Same. I was 2000 uh, AD, and then I was uh, more DC, if I yeah. had to pick between the two. Way more DC. Yeah. And I almost actively hated Captain America. <laughs> Me too. I couldn't believe when they made even one half-competent movie of Captain America, because I yeah. can't stand Captain America. So I was like, there's no way uh, this is going to work. But it did. I, I mean, I've got a cheesy fondness for the that is it seventies or eighties one where he's got the bike and the oh the red the red brown one yes superb yeah, that, yeah. That's, but that's that's, that's perfect real cheesy cheesy sort of love for that movie but I've got but cheesy love for the is it Nicholas what's his name the the old Spider Man 
from the 70s. Yes. You know, yeah. that, that yeah. stuff's great. And obviously Lou Ferrigno and, you know. Yeah. All of those good times. Because they um, did a, a team up, didn't they? They had like Thor and. Yeah, they had. Yeah. Uh, and, and Daredevil. And Daredevil, uh, yes. Well, yeah. It's sort of like Black Ninja type. It's like Trial of the Incredible Hulk or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, yes, yeah, so anyway, so. You can um, already tell it's going to be a rambly episode today. I'm just in a rambly mood. <laughs> so, yeah, so I thought, well, okay, so I got the. Uh, Christmas song, right? Well, I got watched because somebody, you know, you've heard. We there's certain things you have to, you know, you have to watch the Christmas one because it tells you certain things. It's like not you don't, you really don't have to watch the Christmas one. It's, it's that's the Marvel spiel now, though, isn't it? Oh no, you have to have watched, and I think that's starting to backfire on them a little bit now, where people are yeah, like, I can't be bothered. Certainly you know. with the TV shows. Yeah, exactly. You have to watch this TV show. It's like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, so <laughs> I sat down and watched the Christmas. Uh, one with my wife. Yeah, and <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it. It it's it's a bad Christmas episode, but isn't that intentionally? But so yes, yeah. It's not. I mean, the thing is, it's not Star Wars Christmas special episode. No, but, but it isn't it like tongue in cheek bad? I'm assuming. Yes, it yeah. is very tongue in cheek bad. I mean, <clears throat> the, basically, the whole plot is. You know, Peter's still miserable because Gamora's not Gamora anymore. She's a different Gamora. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Mantis and Drax decide that the best way to cheer him up is to get him something he wants. They they, they get this story about Christmas from, um, is it Raglan? What's his, what's oh, I'm one? not sure. It's the Kraglin, Kraglin, the Sean Gunn character. Hmm. Uh, Craglin tells them tells this. It starts off with a cartoon sort of thing. So it tells you this story about how uh, Peter, when he was a kid, tried to bring Christmas to the the Ravagers, and um, oh bloody, I'll never forget his fucking name now. Um, oh, what was this? The boss of the Michael Rooker's character, Sylvester Stallone. No, Michael Rooker's character. Oh, what's his name? Um, oh, something you. Uh, it ends Why in... do I not remember his name? No, it's on the tip of my tongue. It ends in Zon... Yondu or something. Yondu, fuck! <laughs> I don't it's fucking bad. know these names. They're fucking silly yeah. space names. Yondu, Yondu, basically. Yeah, so he he builds, he makes this little Christmas tree out of bits and pieces, and he's got gifts for all of them. And then okay. Yondu comes in and says. This is awful. You don't get, get you don't give gifts. Ravagers only take what they have. Blah 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 blah. So of course, Christmas was ruined. Yeah. Uh, so the, they decide the best way to, to uh, help Peter is by bringing him something that he, he would like, and they decide to kidnap Kevin Bacon because he's Earth's greatest hero because of the dance off and all that. You know, you, you get all that stuff mm. because of, because for. Is it for loose as fuck? I am all over the place today. Don't worry. So am I. Um, Footloose so yeah. is a film starring yes. Kevin Bacon. So they go, they, um, they go and kidnap him, which which is actually quite funny, than them going to Earth and, and going to a bar and getting money. It's, the the funny thing, just the, 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 one of the funny things is they, do, they, they end up on uh, outside man's mm. Chinese theatre, which I don't think it's called that anymore, but it's still a man's Chinese theatre for me. Um, and, you know, of course, there were, like, people... There's those people that stand around in 
the outfits and stuff, and you can get your photo taken with like Captain America or anything. And obviously, yeah. there's a dude dressed as Captain America, and Mantis is like, "Hey, it's it's Captain America. Let's go and talk to him." And it's like, "Hey, why is he running away?" <laughs> and of course, they, they get. I bet it was very selective which character. I bet they didn't have crap Batman walking up the road. Uh, I don't think they meant. They don't think they saw. I saw crap, crap Batman, but they had a few, a few other ones. That They're they, all I, Marvel, though. I'm assuming. Um, but it, it, I do like. I mean, they're going to spoil one of the jokes, but it was one of the jokes. There's this this uh, family go go up to them and like, hey, let's get our photo taken with them. They they they, 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 they hey, because we can say we met the God of War, and they walk off, and I'm like, oh no! For a second, I was like. How is he the guy? Oh, they think he's Kratos. Oh, uh, <laughs> nice. I thought that's actually that's funny. nice. That I'm is like, quite that, funny. That's really good. So anyway, they basically they they get a, a map to the the uh, the stars and they find him and then they there's a, there's a chase. There's a police. They they wreck some police cars and stuff. They take him to obviously Mantis. You know, messes with his emotions and and, and makes him fine with everything. <coughs> And they take him to see uh, Peter, and Peter's shocked, horrified, but you know, kind of happy. And you know, they celebrate Christmas, and there's the song and dance numbers, and you know, uh, it's pretty awful. But I kind of enjoyed it. My wife, however, said, "Yeah, I am. I am not watching the movie. I'm going now." <laughs> and my wife walked away. Right, so it's like I really fucking hated that. I am not watching the film with you. You can watch that on your own. So now comes the part where you tell us whether your wife had the right idea or whether um, you had the right idea. So, uh, moving on to Guardians. Mm. So you get uh, it starts off with um, well, basically a, a lot. It's actually a really sweet opening. It's lots of little little raccoons, baby raccoons, sort of running around each other, and 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 then, you know, obviously horrible things happen. Yeah. Um, and from there, you basically you, you get the um, you you know you're back on on um, nowhere, which kind of, I think they own now. Right. Uh, they they certainly seem to be running it anyway, um, and. Rockets moping around, playing. I think it's Radiohead, and yeah, he's playing Creep. I think it is. He's playing Creep, and, and of course, it's over the tannoy, so everybody right. can hear it. And um, Peter's in the bar, out of his face, and you know they're they're sort of trying. I think they're trying to establish like a, a, a base of operations, and they're putting up a, a guardian sign, and you get Cosmo. Who is quite funny? Um, I didn't, I didn't notice before that Cosmo's a female in this version. I'm pretty right. sure Cosmo was originally male, but I couldn't tell you. Don't, I'm not really um, sure. Anyway, <clears throat> um, basically, you know, he's mopey and all that sort of stuff, and, and they're all they none of them look like they're having a good time at all. To be honest, um, I must say, it, the the sets for for the place look a lot cheaper than before. Oh, it really? kind of looks very Tim Burton Gotham. Okay. It's like one street. <laughs> it's like massive station, one street. Oh no. Um, and it's 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 fine. It doesn't look like really bad. It just looks a bit 
you can tell it was on a bit of a tighter budget. Yeah, you could, you could tell that they didn't either want to or, you know, go around too much further. You know, Was it a pandemic shoot? I do not remember. Hmm. It could well have been, actually. I don't remember. That Yeah, that, that could be a thing I didn't take into. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking. Might be. Um, when... All of a sudden, from out of nowhere, this gold dude turns up and basically tries to grab Rocket. Uh, and in doing, basically, there's a big fight, uh, lots of destruction, people getting hurt, Rocket gets hurt. Um, of course, it turns out to be Adam Warlock. Which I think they hinted at. Did they hint at that at the end of Guardians 1 or 2? I can't remember yes, now. Yes, I think it was one. I feel like it was one, but, you know. Yeah, they. I mean, so my knowledge of Adam Warlock is pretty slim. I mean, to be honest, my knowledge of Guardians of the Galaxy extends to watching these films. So right, okay. Well, I know, I know bits. I've read, I've read some of the the modern ones. I've read a, a few of the earlier ones, which is entirely different. Mm. Uh, Yondo was, I think, the leader when I when in some of those. So it's a lot different. Right. Uh, but uh, so Adam Warlock, I do have the Infinity Gauntlet comics, and I have read them. It's been a while since I've read them, but I was going back over them. And I'd completely forgotten that certain things in that comic. I mean, good God, that comic is pretty got, it's got pretty much everybody from, you know, Marvel, you know, you've got all of the, the major ones that are in the, you know, this the, the movies, but you've got all the bigger things like Doom and Galactus and, the silver. I mean, it starts with the Silver Surfer, basically. Yeah. And um, you know, obviously, they don't have any of that in the in the, the Infinity War and stuff. But there's, I completely forgot that in that comic, uh, Nebula basically is a walking corpse for most of that comic. Right. And the whole story is different anyway because you've got it's about Thanos basically trying to impress Mistress Death. Yeah, I vaguely, I think you said that to me when we yeah. reviewed it because I I had obviously no knowledge of this, so. Yeah, and, but Adam Warlock plays a big part of the Infinity Gauntlet, right? And I think because they, you know, they were doing the, you know, they were that they had him gestating, didn't they, at the end of of, of the first Guardians? Yeah, and I, th- my guess is they were at some point they were going to bring him in properly, and they either never got quite round to it or they. I know, you know there was that time when Gunn was fired, so maybe... Yeah, lost. maybe a plan got shelved. Yeah, yeah, maybe he got lost in the mix there. Mm. This is not Adam Warlock. This is some... This is a really dumb... Okay, you know, so so even with your limited knowledge of Adam, Adam Warlock, you know enough oh, to be yeah, like, he, this, this ain't right. This dude is a... He, he's basically an, a, a moron child. Okay. Um, and... He, he just comes barreling in. He, you know, breaks shit. He injures Rocket. They basically fight him off. He goes away. Rocket then is, you know, in a serious condition. Um, they put the, they got these medi packs that they, you know, that they take out and it's like a belt that you know, they put over the person and it triggers something in Rocket. Okay. Um, so basically... Gamora reads, you know, because she's like all computerized, she 
not Gamora, Nebula, because she's, you know, all cybernetic, she basically reads that he's <clears throat> proprietary tech and that whoever made him put in, like, this fail-safe thing that if they tamper with it... Oh, so by trying to heal him, it's yes. seen as tampering. Yeah. Okay. So, so that he, basically they've got so much time before Rocket is going to blow up and, and just die horribly, horribly. <clears throat> so they basically... Wow, imagine at the end of Guardians they did the dance-off and then Rocket exploded. <laughs> just like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> what, he got really hurt during that? <laughs> yeah, that would have been really bad. Um, so then they basically, you know, then it's a case of they, they see where he, what, this company that made him, uh, they, they, they decide to go and break into this uh, this company to try and get this the code to switch off the this sort of explosives as it were. So they go to this space station which is like really gross. It's it's the whole station is made of like flesh. Oh that's and it's it's cool. kind of it's kind of cool and yeah. gross and, 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 and yeah, icky. And so they get um basically they get the help of the other Ravagers, you know, Stallone included. And uh, in quite a bit, pretty brief cameo, really. Um, so, so basically, G- Gamora now is with the um, Ravagers. She's basically gone off, and she's joined the Ravagers, and she's gallivanting around the universe with them. So she cut turns up to help them get into this place, and obviously, you know, she, there's the bickering of the, you know, him, Peter, falling over, trying to sort of, you know. Oh, you change and all that. And you get you, you know, you saw the bickering you saw in the in the trailer. You get, you yeah, get, yeah. <laughs> you get Nathan Fillion as this sort of like security guard, and you you, you get all this stuff. And anyway, while this sort of stuff is going on, you get a lot um, a lot of flashbacks with uh, Rocket, who you know you, you see that he was one. He was made by this guy called the uh, High Evolutionary. Um who was is trying to make the perfect society um so he's 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 striving for perfection as as he sees it so he's made he's basically altering these animals yeah i seem to remember him being an x-men villain at some point uh that's probably true i don't remember it's, I... it's ringing a bell the name is ringing a bell and i'm thinking yeah i don't remember that that's a, that one but it could well be um, so you get you get introduced to these other these like this sort of, the other sort of three friends of rockets. You've got I think it's Lila, uh, Teef, and there's a little rabbit one which I cannot remember the name of. Um, but basically, Lila is a otter with robotic arms. Uh, Teef's is a walrus with wheels. And oh, Floor, that's it, Floor, is a really horrific little rabbit with spider legs and a sort of gas mask. <coughs> um, and, you know, they, they it, in their cages, they become friends and they sort of help, you know, they, 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 they bolster each other. And you see that Rocket is ridiculously clever. He, he's, he can pretty much, you know, as we've seen in the, in, previous movies he can cobble together all 
all sorts of stuff from you know i need this and that, and that person's leg and you know you get all those sorts of things in, and and what even when he's little he can you know do these things and the high evolutionary it's one point he's got this um this chamber where he he, he thinks he brings it like a small tortoise or tortoise or a turtle or something and he puts it in this chamber and um they force the evolution of this creature and but there's something wrong it's basic that every creature he you you know does this to they're too aggressive they're horrible they're you know they're, they're monsters and little rocket sort of points out that there's some sort of problem with the feed or you know don't ask me why it is it's just sort of oh it's that that and that and that and high evolutionary is like how the fuck did you know that you know you, you shouldn't even know any about any of this stuff what you know so he rocket is 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 special you know he's he's uh evolved let's say more than the high evolutionary expected him to sure he's like surpassed yeah yeah so you basically you know you i'm not going to spoil stuff but you you get a lot of um these all little flashbacks and then you get the the main team going to this um counter earth um where basically the this the, the high evolution re- recreated earth with pretty much just animal hybrids so that's all it just looks like america with animal animal people um and obviously the high evolutionary is trying to get hold of rocket because he wants to take his brain out and and because this project didn't work so but the next one is going to be better and he thinks you know rocket's brain is going to help him with the next incarnation of his of his sure brilliant you know brilliant idea for for, for perfection so that's what adam warlock was sent for basically the the the, the queen that from that race um obviously they're fucked and it looked it it looks like the high evolutionary created them as well and she basically sees that for them to continue being she needs to impress him so she sends warlock to get rocket for the high evolutionary and of course you can so you get all that sort of back and forth and all you know um for the most part, I actually really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Um, it didn't sound too positive some... early on there, so I, I'm glad. Sorry? I said it didn't sound too positive to begin with, though, so that's good. It's, the, the script's a little over the place. It it does feel like they kind of had a few ideas what they were going to do and change their minds a couple of times. Right. Um, they Slight spoilers, I don't think they... I think we were all expecting someone, you know, at least half of them, to die. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll funny enough, get to that with um, my review of, of Jack Ryan Season 4, where it's like, oh, it's okay. the last one, maybe people will die. You know, you kind of go in with that expectation, but I think with Guardians 3, it was almost explicitly said, like, not everyone's going to make it out of this one. Yeah. Wasn't it? I, th- uh, I think they said that. Pretty much. Um so they, they, it kind of feels like they, they didn't, even though you think, you think, well, this is going to be Gunn's last yeah. Marvel movie. You know, he's, he's moved on to DC now, so he's probably going to be his last Marvel movie. 
So you'd have thought you'd have just, fuck it, let's just do this, this, and this. Mm. And maybe Disney just went, well, actually, maybe don't do that because we can use those people, you know, later. Sure. Do you you think they changed their minds towards the end of production and reshot something so someone didn't die? Yeah. Mm. Um, To their credit, on the emotional scenes, they do not undercut them with really bad jokes that has been my biggest issue with marvel films yeah. for a decade or the best part of a decade now so that's great yeah they i mean there's there's a, a little of it only in the, the you know i don't mind it every now and again thing, which is yeah exactly but there are some i can understand why some people would have a real problem with this movie because there there is you know some very unpleasant things happening to animals and sure um, the one scene in particular, which I will not spoil, other than to say is fucking devastating. Okay. Even I was like, okay, here come the tears. It's like, <laughs> mm. um, but it's it it did feel like at the end of once you've seen it all, it was like, oh, okay, this sort of feels like a. Uh, not a, not a cop out exactly. It doesn't feel that sort of bad. It just feels they were a bit safe. They didn't want to ruffle any feathers too much, and and you know, so it, even though you know it, it, the way it ends is it's got it's it's got um it does ha- how much worse? I mean, it's been out for a while anyway. It has been out a but, little while. All I'll say is it, it does, it, you know, it ends well, and I actually was quite happy. With, I was I was fine with with how it ends. Mm. Uh, there was some really nice uh, stuff, uh, you know. I can de- you can you can definitely see they could go in a few directions here with what they've done, and depending on who they give it to to continue with, I mean, it, I think that's the the problem they're going to have if they want to continue with any of these characters is if they're if gun's not going to be doing it who the hell are they going to get to do it and yeah that, that will very much i mean if you it, it, well, i'm pretty sure hasn't on, like dave batista said like unless it's james gunn i'm not interested in working for marvel exactly basically he's, he's basically said i'm not he doesn't want to i don't think he wants to play Drax again anyway I, I'd heard he wants to because um, obviously he's getting older as well um, he I'm sure I, I saw an interview with him where he said he wanted to lose muscle mass and, and not be so big yeah and and kind of it was restricting the roles obviously that he could go for and yeah you know as, as we've said before it's the one of the most shocking wrestler to actor success stories ever because yeah. i thought he was going to be the worst of the bunch and he's actually turned out to be the best actor of the bunch yeah, he really has. um he's... so i think he's really committed to to becoming the best actor in as many varied yeah. roles as possible and i guess he probably sees his size as a little bit limiting so i think age combined with that means that he's he's I looking think it's to probably better for him oh because, definitely you know a lot of the you know, doesn't go very well for a lot of those big rest of the dudes. You know, they no, they struggle to get around after so long. Yeah, you know, they've they've, and you know, they they've put their bodies through a lot of shit. Oh yeah, I don't give a fuck what anybody says about wrestling. Those dudes work fucking hard for what they yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, you can't 
can't fake gravity. No. <laughs> it's going to hurt. It's going to yeah. cause damage over time. And you know. Actually, as a complete weird aside, I actually watched a little thing on YouTube about um, the cage match between Undertaker and... Oh, what was his name? Was it Mankind? No, yeah, Mankind. Mick yeah, Foley. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that was so good. I remember watching that. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember then. seeing that back in the day, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I'd forgotten how fucking good that match is. Yeah. I mean, Mankind's walking around with a tooth in his beard for like half of the fucking match. Yeah. It was lodged in his nose, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 It's like, fucking yeah. hell. Um, so, you know, you cannot tell me that those dudes do not fucking... No, I mean, it's obviously scripted, but they, like yeah. I said, you're, you're still going to have wear and tear on your body from doing that stuff. I mean, that dude fucking fell through the through the fucking ceiling, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, fucking brilliant. Anyway, um, yeah, so it, I think you can... They'll keep the CGI characters... Yeah, that's, Rocket that's and, and Groot, the the ones they don't have to pay any actors really for, and they just get a new voice actor or something, you know. It'll... Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, exactly. That's that's fine. I think I heard something weird, like they're going to continue Star-Lord as a, as a game show host or something. Okay. I thought, I thought okay, that either that's just one of those things they're chucking out there, or it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, so I would say, actually, I felt it was a nice ending to 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 that, that those three movies. Mm. It, it it felt pretty good. It was. I would put them in order of you know, in order of release as release as to how you know the dipping in in quality. Yeah, I think the first one is a genuinely brilliant movie. The second, yeah, I love the first is one. Really good, and yeah. I enjoy the second one. And this one is good. And I did enjoy it. Um, there was just some genuinely nice things. I really do, just because it's a talking dog and, and with a Russian accent. Cosmo is brilliant. There's a whole little... It, it's sort of kind of annoying, but the, Rag, um, Craglin is trying to use... The, he's trying to... There's this running thing with him trying to um, perfect... Well, trying to use the, the arrow. Right. The arrow with the whistling and fucking up all the time. And Cosmo is she's um, she she used tele, she can use telekinesis to hold to you know, pick things up and move stuff around, and she you know shows that she can do it these things better than he can, and he calls her a bad dog. Aww. There's, this, there's this running thing through the movie where they're, they're walking around in, uh, nowhere, and he's going, "Take it back, take it back, I, Mia, I am not a good, I am not a bad dog." <laughs> <laughs> You take it back, and, it, and it's actually really funny. <laughs> so I, I actually did enjoy the sort of the, 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 the sort of thing with with her. There's a brief thing where they're playing cards and stuff, and, and I think you know, and, and um, uh, Howard the duck turns up again, and, and, and it, it, yeah, it, it's, there's just some fun little things. You know, the action's good. One thing I will say, I don't know why they keep baiting the Howard the Duck thing. It's like, Disney, you are never making a Howard the Duck movie. You're never <laughs> going to do Howard the Duck justice, so I just don't. Feel, I got a feeling that they were going to do a TV series at one point, maybe. Yeah, but... And it might have been animated as opposed to right. what they were doing. Yeah. But I love Howard the Duck movie. 
Oh yeah, me too. That movie is, yeah, is hilarious, weird and terrible and yeah. batshit fucking crazy. I fucking love it. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's. I mean, you know, there's a Marvel movie that you you just think that wouldn't get made now. No, <laughs> certainly not. I mean, it's not good, but it is good. No. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will definitely say is um, that I'm going to butcher this poor man's name, uh, Chuck Woody Iwoji, who plays the High Evolutionary. Yeah. He's a proper bad guy. Oh, good. He's fucking evil. He is absolutely loony and and just wrong. He is a proper boo-his villain. No sort of, oh, he's misunderstood or... You know, they're, you know, that seems to be the way that they've gone with a lot of their villains these days. It's, oh, no, they're, they're, they're a villain because this, this, and this. It's like, no, he's just a prick. <laughs> and I'm so glad he's just a prick. He's great. He is a real piece of shit. And I absolutely love them, them, them for, for doing that, for, mm-hmm. ha- you know, for, for having this this uh, this proper bad guy who, who you know, evolves these things to, He's, as they say, I think it shows in the trailer, he's not really doing it for perfection. He's doing it because he likes torturing shit. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, he's he's, he's claiming these things. Um, uh, You know, the the, 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 the cast are all doing, they know what they're doing now. They're all doing their bit. Um, Karen Gillan is great as Nebula. Um, There's a sort of, hinted that thing with between her and Peter that for me sadly didn't really go anywhere I, I was I was kind of hoping that they would be a bit more you know uh forthright with that and it's like no just fucking do it just 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 you know fuck uh Gamora just go with Nebula she's, she's better anyway <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I really enjoyed it. I think it's 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 still fun. It's still you know even with the the, the gruesome animal stuff will definitely put some people off. Yeah. Um, but I think it's for me it was used in a sort of horror context for the story. You know, it, it, I I didn't personally find it. You know, um, body horror. Grotesque sort of stuff, you know. It's not. Sure. It's not full on saw or, you know, um, or that or, or hostile. It's not that sort of full on. But it's you know it, it's it's you know you get attached to these characters, and they might, yes they're not real. They are, they are CG creations. But you do get. I think you know most people get attached to them. I certainly did. And when you see them get horrible things happen to them it's not pleasant you, you know you, you you feel for them or anybody who has any amount of, of emotions it certainly feels for them but like i said everybody's doing their doing their job it's actually a really fun movie um i really liked it I, and i would I, I would recommend anybody to watch it because i think it's in the last batch of these marvel movies this is by far other than the spider-man one way ahead of everything else they've done in the last couple of years it's way better than anything else i mean it's it's way better than bloody awful doc strange 2 or you know 
Black Widow or any of that crap. It's I would definitely recommend it. Okay. If you've seen the other two. Yeah, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the first one a lot. I enjoyed the second one a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I probably will check this one out at some point. Um, I've I've always kind of kept the the Guardians movies. I think almost by their very nature, you know, being in space and and away from Earth, um, always feel completely separate to me. Like I don't really yep. feel like they necessarily need to. Like I remember seeing the first one with my dad. And he just said, like, this is a really fun space movie. He'd never watched a Marvel movie before at that point. And he was like, yeah. oh, this is great. You know? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah there you go. Just a fun space the, thing. I think that was why the first one was so successful. Yeah, because it, so, was, it was late into that, that I don't know, phase two or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a good onboarding point for new people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which exactly. they don't do anymore. I mean, now you even need to watch these terrible TV shows as well, apparently, you know, to make sense of anything. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it looks fun. Um, I'm I'm sure I will give it a go at some point because I am a big fan yeah. of the first two. So I, I would certainly say if it's if you've got, I mean, it's, it's a 12A. Um, if I'd be very cautious of younger kids watching it. Sure. Because it's, it, you know, it, it would be probably pretty harsh for, for, for small small ones but if they've seen the other two you're gonna be hard pressed to stop them aren't you yeah i guess it's, just it's, pre-warn them yeah exactly watch things with your kids yeah that's what my parents did fucking any you should do that really anyway really. well yeah exactly i mean having said that there was loads of horror movies up there <laughs> i watched that i really shouldn't have. well no i i remember yeah but i remember watching alien with my dad and aliens and predator and you know i watched a few things with my dad when i was too young to see them but wanted to you know um but yeah i will certainly uh give it a go now shall i talk more superheroes or shall i switch it up I don't know. Which one would you prefer? I don't you really just mind. Get the out of the way. Let's get the superheroes out of the way then. Fine. Um, I saw The Flash, which I said I wasn't going to see, but I did. Yeah. So uh, I, I was gonna, I was gonna just watch YouTube clips of Michael Keaton. That's that kind was, of what I was planning on doing. That was my plan, but um, I was uh, given a copy, and I thought, why not? What's the worst that could happen? Um. <laughs> So, uh, I, I guess my like uh, short review of of the flashes uh, didn't hate it as much as I was expecting to hate it. Right. That that's probably my short review. It's okay. This. Um. So, uh, the the Barry Allen is an asshole, and he's very <laughs> very fast. So the the rest of the Justice League, uh, you know especially bruce uh bruce wayne aka yep. batman spoilers um he afflicts yes afflicts batman uh we we open actually on this big uh robbery gone wrong in gotham city and and, and we get this kind of opening scene of of barry he's uh waiting in line at this uh this sandwich coffee shop um and gotham. no not in gotham but he's the oh, flash well. so he's gonna get to gotham super quick Plus, Batman, plus, isn't in the DC... Batman taking very kindly to Barry Allen showing up in Gotham. Well, in, in um, 
uh, didn't we establish in Zack Snyder's universe that that all of the cities are just really close together it's anyway? Down the road. It's just down the road. So he's in whatever city he's in. Maybe Star. Who knows? He he. I, I, I must admit, I I I kind of liked the idea of Gotham and Metropolis being. I didn't hate like, it. Across the river. It doesn't make any sense from an architectural really. standpoint or any no. kind of logic whatsoever. But fine. It's kind of cool in a sort of yes it's kind of you know, cool a sort of hideous mirror thing yeah you know? yeah but no <laughs> no um so he's he's in this sandwich shop and uh we see that his um his calories are too low and uh, this is a big issue with the flash he needs his calories to keep up his speed um he's got a really fast metabolism so he needs to eat and and consume lots of calories regularly and he's waiting anxiously in line uh he's got work in a few minutes running late for work already um and he gets to the front of the queue and the lady who normally serves uh him isn't there so he's got this big issue where he's like oh the lady where's the lady with the the curly hair or something and and this guy behind the the till is like well she's off sick today so i'm here uh and he's like oh well i got this issue because normally she's got the stuff ready for me and obviously he doesn't so he then lists off this ludicrous order um and the guy starts taking forever and of course he's panicking because of his calories um and then um alfred calls and is like ah, master way needs you in gotham right now uh and so he has to run off to gotham low on calories and um basically uh there's been this big robbery gone wrong um but as a result of the robbery this whole hospital building's gonna fall over full of kids um batman's <laughs> chasing bad guys and so uh the flash needs to save all of the babies that fall out of the window of the building when the building right. starts collapsing yes I, I have heard about the this yeah um so it's isn't a microwave involved Yes, one of them ends up in a microwave. Um, so they try to do the X Men thing, uh, yeah, which was the, really the really cool the scene from um, Days of Future scene. Past. Is it Days yeah, of Future Past? Quicksilver scene, isn't it? Because even the X Men movie started trying to continue doing it, but it was only really yes. good that first time when it was that amazing. First, oh man! I mean, there's another hero that I'm like, oh fuck, it's Quicksilver. They do an absolute beautiful job with him in that in that in, scene certainly yeah yeah i mean because there, there were two quicksilvers because he was he was a hit and miss in the avengers wasn't he yes yeah um so he's got to save these kids but also his calories are running down so basically he loses his powers as his calories deplete well, um, okay. apparently uh anyway he saves I mean, the... there was a there was always a thing in the comics with shitloads of stuff yeah i mean basically they just you just see that as a result he starts slowing down which i don't know whether that's as a result of him losing his powers or whether that's a result of him just being tired he can't keep the speed up anymore so our perception of it is that you know he starts things start coming back to normal speed um but anyway you know comedy ensues but he he obviously saves the day um and then he heads off to to try and catch up with bruce um batman has this big encounter with this guy on the the bridge um presumably a gotham bridge i don't know um and there's this big bomb thing that's going to fall in the water and kill all of gotham if it hits the water because i don't know what it is but it it was a MacGuffin that 
bit Batman. It, the robbery was not just a bank robbery. They were they had something else, and it's a big, you know, city killing device um, that Batman needs to stop hitting the water. He can't make it, but luckily Diana turns up, uh, Wonder Woman, and she she pulls Batman and the the criminal out of the water, saves the day, um, and. Uh, we get some comedy again with oh god you know it's the lasso of truth and we don't know how that works apparently because um that's not how that works but it, it uh, apparently in the movies it just means if you're holding it you just talk shit constantly <laughs> i always thought the lasso worked that you needed to ask questions but, well, yeah, but apparently now you yeah. just sit on it like they did in justice league or you just I, hold I, it, it and you're like oh no i need to tell you all of my secrets without being asked i just start talking yeah i did i did actually think it was quite funny when aquaman was sat on it yeah it kind of was but the here is like oh, this is not how this is supposed to work and and it's no. like it's really cringy but but fine whatever it's a minor thing it's it's a weird thing with this movie where you've got you know bruce you've got affleck's batman you've got diana you've got um aquaman and and they're all there and and you see uh henry cavill's superman in a in a you know cgi bit and you're like Hi. it feels like you're it feels like this we this is going nowhere but it still feels like it's meant to be going somewhere for like yeah. most of the movie because the aquaman thing is a post-credit and you're like, why is there a post-credit with a guy? Man Two's coming out. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like, it just feels really weird because they're all interacting, but it's like this isn't going anywhere, guys. Like, it's yeah. kind of awkward. Um, but anyway, I I've... mean, that's that's good with it. I mean, I think the 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 Blue Beetle movie's projected to bomb, and I'm not sure what's going to happen with the Aquaman movie. I think that's going to tank as well because yeah I, I enjoyed the first one but i got no interest in seeing another one no me either um but yeah so he uh barry basically has to free his father this has been his plot from from the beginning of, of our introduction to the flash he's trying to free his wrongly convicted father who was convicted uh of uh well found guilty of murdering his mother uh, Barry was there at the time as a child and says that's not what happened uh, but for some reason there wasn't enough evidence I guess and he was so young they didn't believe him so he's gone to prison and Barry now has a, a job at a law firm or possibly the FBI or something I forget um, I think usually it's just the police department isn't it? It's yeah he used... works in like forensics or something doesn't he? Yeah he's a forensic um, so He's working to get this evidence uh, and he can't get the evidence he needs. And in a fit of rage, he goes for a big run to his old house and uh, in the process realizes once again, as we learned in, in Justice League, that he can travel back in time. Of course, during Justice League, he traveled back a second or something or two seconds. Uh, in this movie, he's, he's traveled back further um, and he tells Bruce Wayne about this and Bruce is like, this is the worst idea you've ever had. Don't mess with time it's a really bad idea um but of course you know he does it anyway um this is not spoilers yet because this is all pretty much either a trailer or clips yeah. on youtube um so he he does also, if you've seen this if you've seen the flash tv series yeah it's pretty much the same kind of thing yeah um anyway he he decides he's gonna go back and he's gonna save his mother um they uh 
on the day that his mother was killed uh she had forgotten to pick up tomatoes so uh the her his father went to get tomatoes which is when she was killed he came back found her dead got blamed so he's like i will just go and put the tin of tomatoes in her uh in her basket and then problem solved it's like because he's like well bruce told me not to mess with time but i can do like a minimal thing right where i just literally do that one thing and that'll be it um so he goes and does this he puts the uh the the tomatoes in her basket has this moment but it's all slow motion so she doesn't see it or whatever and and then off he goes um then he's trying to travel back when he gets hit out of the speed force by evil flash um and he then realizes he's in the wrong time period so he's in the he's in like the i guess like the day before zod arrived yeah on earth um and he goes to see his mother his mother's alive and he's like oh hey yeah my dad's alive and everything's great um but then he he sees other barry allen younger barry allen um and uh realizes something's horribly wrong so he explains to younger barry allen what's happened uh realizes he's in the wrong time period and that something's really wrong because there's two of them and there shouldn't be two of them in any given that is excruciating as it sounds yes it's worse than it sounds actually (laughs) well do you know it's a funny thing because i don't like ezra miller's flash uh never have however the one thing this film does do is that the other version of him is so fucking obnoxiously horrible that it makes the primary flash actually bearable by comparison <laughs> like by the end of the movie i was kind of like actually maybe that flash wasn't so bad make... yeah like the other one is so annoying and so sh- like borderline retarded that it's like okay maybe the flash we got was okay um and it's a weird one because i thought you know they had potential here to do something interesting because i i would have see i would have done i don't know flashpoint particularly well so i don't know if this is part of the thing that he meets another flash as well but um i know the flash has met himself before so uh yeah, it, I, he uh, I've, i think i've got the flashpoint paradox mm. see i, I thought don't think so yeah now i thought they could have done something or what i would have done would have been to where well actually barry allen acts really annoying in the way he does because of insecurities due to his mother's death and murder and father being put in prison and thus when you meet barry allen with his life complete that barry allen should be together but no no he's just is insufferable so you're like okay so so he's just a dick and he was a dick before his mum died and he's a dick after his mum died yeah, he makes no difference he's just that way i guess yeah um i guess the the argument they've made here is that he's even more of a dick because he doesn't he hasn't had to grow up you know okay he's like 18 19 but still a child i can see that um but anyway uh they really he primary flash loses his powers um trying to get young flash his powers because he's trying to fix things now desperately because he's messed up um and then zod turns up and they realize there's no superman so they have to find superman they can't find superman so they're like well bruce wayne exists go to bruce wayne it turns out to be michael keaton's bruce wayne there you go and then it's supergirl not superman um that's pretty much all i'll say about it they need to stop zod in this alternate dimension barry needs to get home but he's lost his powers um and um we've got this new flash child flash who is also played by ezra miller who doesn't know what he's doing with his powers and is reckless and dangerous um so what 
happened to Superman? Uh, well, it's a spoiler. Do you care? <laughs> no. Okay, Zod killed him. Pro- I mean, I, I'll probably catch this movie eventually. Zod, but... Zod killed Superman uh, before he even got to Earth. Um, okay. So I was actually reasonably okay. So I I had this big issue with this movie going in where I was like, I don't understand why Barry Allen going back in time and changing something in the past makes uh, Ben Affleck become <laughs> Michael Keaton. That, yeah, that how does that work? Um, so Keaton's Batman kind of awkwardly explains this, and I, I kind of like I was like, okay, it's bullshit, but fine, I'll I'll take it. Uh, he basically says that you you think that going back in the past just changes the future, but in reality, it goes both ways and it buggers up everything. Is basically what he said. So yeah, ripples. That's their excuse yeah. that it it's you know it, it as a result it's hey, kind at of at least they gave an ex- yeah exactly i was like well at least you said something fine i'll go with it um it is wonderful seeing michael keaton back obviously um yeah. my neuroses with the way he moves in this movie notwithstanding um it's cool to see him back it's cool to see batman doing action things especially 89 batman doing action things yeah um i have this thing in my head this internal continuity when i watch this film i'm like that's not how 1989 batman moved that bugs me like he's very (laughs) cgi and doing things that 89 batman never would have done you know like now he's flying around and drop kicking people and spin kicking and all of this stuff and it's like yeah it looks cool but it's not really what keaton's batman was like um especially when you get like the church scene where he's like exactly oh my god michael keaton can barely get his leg above this version would have like (laughs) dropped out of the bat wing flown down grabbed the joker and drop kicked him into the ground and that would have been the end of the movie you know it's like okay uh but anyway it's fine they've obviously they've had to go with the times and that's how batman is now so it was very cool to see keaton michael keaton is on form he's just like a glove straight back in to to the role he's perfect um no arguments there i actually surprise my i think probably the 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 biggest surprise for me uh was uh sasha kali as supergirl actually quite liked her thought she was fine uh i thought i was actually gonna really hate that character she's actually fine i've heard it said she's not as girl bossy as i think they no she's she's super girl she's just super powered and really annoyed because in this reality they've kind of done a red sun thing kind of but kind of not where um basically she's been kept she's been kept by the russians oh cool but but she's been kept badly by the russians they they kept her in in you know they've experimented on her and been nasty to her so she uh she um she hates humanity basically or she she thinks she does but obviously ezra they they turn up to rescue her and, and keaton's batman's like that's not obviously the guy you're looking for let's go um but flash you know says well she obviously needs help we should help her and as a result she's like oh, okay there are some nice people um and then she realizes that things are good but anyway yeah so zod killed um uh in this reality killed uh superman before he got to earth um but yeah. in this reality the key is supergirl not superman um, yeah so anyway you know lots of fight scenes lots of uh you know time jumpy stuff um it it is fun it's a lot more fun than i was expecting it 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 made a little bit more sense than i was expecting because i thought it was going to be a hot mess um yeah. but i quite enjoyed it for what it is it's really dumb but it's fine 
Um, I will say the CGI is some of the worst CGI I've seen in a blockbuster movie. <laughs> in I, I like it looks. I mean, I think it really looks really so bad. This movie has been chopped and changed. I think so much that they probably got yeah. to the point where the money is literally we have but, put so much I mean, money it's, in this, it's running out now we're not talking bad we, we are talking so bad it needs to be seen to be believed how bad this is like it is unbelievably bad in places <laughs> um like i could not believe it looks unfinished it it oh. it's really bad um but I, I can look past that. You know, I, I I can look past that. I I had fun. I will never watch this movie again. Um, yeah. But I had fun. I'm glad I got to see Michael Keaton's Batman again. The, the thing about bringing Michael Keaton's Batman into the story is that it completely changes one of the big points of the Flash paradox thing. Yep. Is the Bruce Wayne thing? Well, you Thomas know, you Wayne know, would have been way more interesting. Yeah, as a, as, a, it's, as it's, an idea. It's not. The, the Waynes that die, it's Bruce that dies. Yes, and Thomas becomes... And, and doesn't... Thomas becomes... Martha becomes the Joker? Yes, yeah. Martha becomes the Joker and and uh, Thomas becomes a, a, a gung-ho, nastier Batman with sort of red eyes and stuff. And Yes, because I've seen the, the cartoon adaptation yeah, of that. Yeah, the, 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 the Flash, the Paradox one. And mm-hmm. it's... Um, yeah the flashpoint paradox and i I like the way they did that i mean let's face it as most people i think have pointed out it's dumb the whole idea of i hate multiverse stuff that's why i'm so surprised that i liked this because i hate this shit normally like i really hate it it's so dumb but it's also fucking cool as an idea and jeffrey d morgan is an idea that jeffrey d morgan would have been great so distraught with her son's death she becomes a lunatic joker and he becomes this th- even more brutal Batman. It's it's kind and of. I, I genuinely think Jeffrey Dean Morgan would have been fantastic. Uh, he would have been such he would a have good, been perfect, brutal Superman, uh, brutal Batman, wouldn't he? He would have been really good. Yeah. And well, I, I mean, they one... just so happened to to pick a Thomas Wayne that could actually pull that role off. You know, because yeah. normally they get like a real old guy or someone that's not clearly not suited to that role. But I'm Jeffrey Dean Morgan Batman. could have pulled it off. You know. What's her name? It's the actress from Walking Dead, isn't it? Played the mother. Yeah, it's kind of a walking... It would have been a Walking Dead cameo show. Yeah, I don't know but, whether um, she would have been a good Joker thing. But, mm. but I, I I, would say overall, it, it's not terrible. It's not anything brilliant. And I, yeah. I, like I said, I won't watch it again. I, I, the thing is, for me, it's already on a fucking loser because... Yeah, you know it's not going anywhere. Ezra, One, you know it's not going anywhere. Two, Ezra Miller's barry allen is awful yeah um so it's you know it's but the worst parts of this movie uh, there is about a i don't know i want to say is about 30 minutes it felt longer where it's just the two flashes that that is the worst part of the movie after the initial action sequence when he goes back in time and it's just the two of them they are insufferable yeah once keaton's batman turns up and supergirl turns up and zod turns up kind of it, it's a lot better again it's like okay this is kind of fun again now you know um i i don't know it's it's helped by the fact that you know uh i love my mum, and so you can 
you can sympathize with the motivations and you can it you know yeah. it, it's an easy win for 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 <laughs> me it's like yeah okay Anyone you know i get it mom. well yeah and, and anyone that has a good relationship with their mom and and all of that you think well yeah if that happened to me i would be really upset and if i saw a way of fixing that maybe i would do yeah. that so it's 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 easy to manipulate my feelings into being like okay the whole flashpoint thing is a great story idea yes it's brilliant um i i will say i the flash series up to i don't know season three season four i really enjoyed i used to watch it like i watched buffy it was just easy tv to come home and watch it was it was just a bit of sort of fluff that was a bit of nonsense post work interesting characters in it and it was it was all right and i i I, grant gustin is a fucking way better i don't know why they didn't use him than ezra miller i really don't know why they didn't use him no i don't know what it is about fucking ezra miller what he's got that saved him over other actors especially now i don't know yeah i don't know how he fucking managed to keep his head above water when Others have been shit. I'm assuming but much less. I'm assuming that they were probably told after this, like <laughs> you're you're not doing any more. Like we just said that to get well, through the, the promotion. You know. They kept his fucking mouth shut, didn't they? On all the promotions. Yeah, I don't stuff. think he turned up, did he? Or he, he they just snuck him in the back. I like, think so. Talk. Yeah, yeah. They, they kept him away from most of it. Um, but anyway, like, that aside, it, it's it's a fun enough movie. Um, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff you'll probably have a good time so yeah um weird ending really weird ending don't know why they did that um <laughs> okay the the other batman cameo at the end i don't know if you know oh god yes i have heard about the other Batman. it's like i yeah we effectively um, establish at the end of this film that the whole way through this movie by the way he's talking about bruce wayne being his best friend he's like bruce wayne's my only friend my best friend my only friend the whole way through and then at the end is like yeah, so you killed your, you erased your best friend from history forever, because they don't exist anymore. It's a different bat. You've literally destroyed that that person that you knew is erased from time, and you seem fine with it. You're laughing about it at the end, so fine. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's like, do you know what I mean? It's like, what? Well, hang on a minute. Wouldn't you be horrified? Like, if I went back in time and did some stuff, and then I thought I'd saved it, and I came back, and my best friend was someone else, I'd be like, uh, I need to fix this. <laughs> this is a problem. I mean, I, I. I'd be terribly disappointed if George and, Clooney turned up. Oh, okay, you said George Clooney. Clooney. Now that you've said it, I'll say it. No, fuck it, say it. Say George it. Clooney <laughs> fucking got like what a lad. He he turns up full beard, clearly on another film, was like, No, I am not shaving. <laughs> you can just deal with the fact that now Batman has a beard and yeah, he just turns up his Bruce Wayne with a beard and I was like, Fantastic. He just he's literally been on another movie and they've asked him to walk in last minute. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll come in, but I am not shaving, so fine. I, I'm, I'm not the... I mean, there are some certain movies that George Clooney's done that I've, I've enjoyed, but I've never been a big sort of, you know, George Clooney fan. And I always felt like he could have been a good... Uh, he certainly was a great Bruce Wayne, and I think he... certainly got stiffed. I think he could have been good that. if he'd had a good script and good direction. I mean, let, let's face it, of all the, that group of... Yeah, he of, came off worst. He was the worst, for sure. And I and I don't necessarily think that's his fault. No, me either. I think it was the movie he was in was 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 why he was terrible. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, I would be very disappointed if he turned up. 
It's like, oh. Well, that's it, though. But anyway, it doesn't matter because it's going nowhere. Could you not just, you know, dump Val Kilmer? Could could we not just do that? I think we all would have probably cheered if we saw a a CGI represent of all the CGI shameless CGI representations they do in this film for quick laughs and cheers. Uh, that would have been the one I think everyone would have been really happy with. Yeah. You know, if you could have got Val Kilmer's son to do his voice. Yeah. And um, I think we all would have been really happy to have seen uh, Val Kilmer's Batman. Oh, I, I did hear that the Chris Reeve one is particularly egregious. They all are. They all are. They're, they're, they, they're all terrible. And the ones that aren't like the Nick Cage one, the yeah. CGI is so horrible that it's like, wow like ps2 graphics great which suit did they put him because that they put him in that, the, the 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 suit they put him yeah, in the, the suit the, the screen test the, suit they put him yeah, in that watch the screen test properly they tested about five for six suits. it's the really dark one the one this in the photo the the most prominent photos of him with the long hair yeah right this is cool yeah but it's really I bad don't... like effects terrible i mean they some of those suits they put him in for the testing was like he's got these like weird like plastic muscle bits and yeah that's that's pretty much it some weird stuff in it it's like oh what's that going on there interesting but but okay. anyway um the, I mean yeah, that would have that would have made more because he was supposed to be um the Tim Burton Superman wasn't he so it was he yeah. would have been the Keaton Superman I think that's the idea yeah yeah. That would have been interesting. I would. Uh, I, I'm. I'm sure. In in reality, it would have been awful. <laughs> yes. But a part of me really wishes it would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, it could happen. Who knows? Yeah. They could do Batman of the Future. I wish they fucking would. And if they did Batman of the Future, you could totally have Nick Cage's older Superman. Oh, I mean, I was thinking. Keaton would be. Oh yeah, I think that was the original plan. Like they, yeah. they clearly at some point just changed their mind again and were like, "Well, we're not continuing, so why bait something that's not happening?" And I think Terry's a really good Batman. I love, I love Batman of the Future. I think that was genius. Um, I actually really like that. The show they did was such a nice handover. I think Terry McGuinness is a really interesting Batman because he's different. Yeah. You've got that uh, conflict with Bruce Wayne, um, mm-hmm. but but he is like a father figure to him. And then obviously later yeah. on, Discovery might actually be his father and all that stuff. Yeah. It's great. Loved Batman of the Future. But um, but yeah, anyway, I, I you know, if you want to watch a superhero movie, I think you could do worse than this. It's not great, but it's certainly not as bad as I thought it was going to be. That's all right then. So anyway, what else have you watched? Uh, so I watched The Gates. Presumably not a sequel to The Gate. No. Um, cool. John Rhys Davies is in a film. Exactly. So what we have here is, a, so we're set in 1890s and uh, serial killer William Colcott, played by Richard Brake, uh, you know, uh, doing his usual hey, I'm an evil serial killer type here. <laughs> yes. He does it well, to be fair. <laughs> he really does. <clears throat> um, basically, it starts off with... Uh, uh, the first shot is is a woman basically keeling over. 
uh, and he is you, you see he's got this other woman t- tied to this sort of um, bench okay. um, and he whispers something about his wife and underneath the bench is what looks like uh, a dead body of, of his wife and she's got her face is covered with like a veil and she has there are like symbols written uh, drawn on it and she's got symbols on her arms and stuff and it looks like he's bringing her trying to bring he's he's been murdering women to bring back um his wife um but as he basically cuts this woman to bleed onto the the corpse of his wife the police turn up and he is captured and basically taken to jail. Uh, we then move to uh, Frederick Ladbrook, who is uh, him and his niece, uh, Emma, Emma Wickes. Uh, they are, Jonathan Reese davis is, is Jonathan Reese davis is playing uh, Frederick. They are um, post-mortem photographers. Okay. Which was quite a big thing in the Victorian times. Yeah. Basically, you 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 were photographed with your loved one who was dead. Yeah. So you you know if, if you're if you're a family member died, they basically it's your lasting dress, memory of, of yeah. They yeah. dress that family member up and and you would sit with that family member like they were alive and that you can you can see a lot. Of, there was a particularly big market for this thing for children because you know obviously child child deaths were very yes common um then and uh not only are they uh so they they basically summoned to the um jail mm. um where oh, oh actually this is after so not spoiling anything um Brake's character gets the electric chair he is he's um He's obviously in his cell doing some sort of ritual, but they they bring him out and he's put in the electric chair and he's executed. Um, there is some really weird stuff here where with the um, I, it's, I think it's supposed to be Newgate in 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 London this, this uh, prison. Right. Um, I don't think we ever used the electric chair. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it's only the Americas used. The, I think it's yeah. other random countries. I don't think we ever use it. We might have used it once or twice, but I guess it's an alternate not, history where we did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So certainly not back. Certainly not then. Maybe a little later. Anyway, but the, the the weirdest thing about this this is so it's it's a new invention, right? They've brought it to this prison, and then later on they say. This prison is like it's most of it isn't lived in. It's condemned. There's rot in the walls. It's a mouldy old prison. We've only got like five prisoners left. And you think, why then would you bring the latest technology to a shitty, run-down yeah. prison that's only got five people yeah. in it? That doesn't really make sense. But fine, whatever. That's just me being a dick and nitpicking. But anyway, so. He's killed. He's he's executed. Um, obviously, they do the whole. Oh, it wasn't enough juice. We need to do it again, sort of thing. So you get the whole. <laughs> yeah. It's a. Re- I will say it's bloody. I don't know. I don't think this was a terribly expensive movie. I think it's it's 
it's very cheap. But the props are fucking great. The the chair and the 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 switch has got these, these like glowing you know parts when they when they switch the electricity on and stuff. It's like that's cool. That's a very good prop. I like that. Um, so the the uh, the uncle niece team are uh, going to the prison to photograph the but the dead body. You know, as it, it, you know, they, so they they're they're hired to, to to take this photograph, and they they get there. It's a bit spooky. You get the impression that the niece, uh, Emma, played by uh, Aline uh, Delia, is maybe possibly a bit psychic. Um, okay. And she, you know, she sees she sees him move, but obviously he doesn't move when she, when, she, when she's looking through the camera. He the the body moves to look at her and. When sure. she looks at him, it isn't. He, he hasn't moved. So they, they go back to uh, to process the, the, the these photos, and there's a sort of weird blurring image. And first of all, he says, "Oh, it's just you know, just a a, 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 a double sort of thing. Do it again." So she does it again. This time, however, the face looks like it's. You know, its eyes are open and it looks like it's looking right at you, sort of thing. It's like, oh, this is remarkable. You then get this weird scene where they're, it's almost like they're like at the drag, dragon's den. There's, they're stood in front of this bloke who sat at a desk and there's a guy behind him. And they're explaining, they've created this, ether, I can't remember what they call it now, etherenium or whatever they call it, right? It's a little, it's, it's, it's this box that's connected to something that looks kind of like a it, well, it's a it's a wax cylinder recorder. Right. It's connected to that, and it's got you know lights on it, and it's got it's a beautiful prop. I mean, it's it really yeah. scratches my um, steampunk itch <laughs> yeah. completely. It's a lovely little prop. It's got little you know um, turny handles and dials and and. and mm-hmm. Tesla lights and all that sort of, sort of stuff, <clears throat> and he explains that this thing creates an ether that basically means that uh, in a room w- where a ghost could possibly be, you can ask a question, and this wax cylinder will uh, record what the answer is, and you can play it back immediately okay. and get what the ghost is saying. The the machine misfires, it breaks, and the, the the guy behind the desk is like, well, this isn't this is a load of rubbish. Uh, you know, we're not into this. Blah blah blah. And in a sort of dragon's den, things like, I'm not investing, and they bugger off. Okay, sure. So, Bruce Davis's character then is like, oh, we was a bloody thing. You know, we'll, we'll, fuck it. I'm, let's destroy it and not bother and not do all this sort of stuff. And then when they see the pictures, he's like, oh, maybe we should get go to the thing and use the the device and and. And, and see if we can get this murderer to fucking answer our questions. Like that does not sound like a good idea. <laughs> let's not let's not talk to the to the murderer. Let's not jump to talking murderer. to the dead. No. <clears throat> However, you see this one of the guys who was um, not sat at the desk but at, but in the, in the back of the room turns out to be this sort of medium and basically. One of the prisoners sort of hangs himself, and you know, obviously weird things are going on, and oh no! So they call in this—he's like a paranormal detective, this this 
this guy is uh, mm. Lucian Aberton turns up and they are all coming in to get the same time that the photographers turn up and um, they're like, oh, we need to lock down the the, the um, prison and let no one in and no one out and it's like, oh no, that sort of thing and basically you get like a, se- a sort of kind of seance thing and there's a priest running around and um, this this movie sounds kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, I kind of I'm kind of like you're talking about it, and I'm like, this sounds like low budget, but kind of fun. I did enjoy it. Yeah. However, oh, it's too long. Okay. It's it's nearly two hours long, and there are just sometimes there are just scenes of them sat in rooms talking, but not even like interesting talking. They're just sort of yeah. They're they're low budget movie talking, yes. And they, from, they don't kind of have their um, spiritual mythology down properly. Okay, what? So like they change their mind about what things do or how things behave, or Just is it like an internal logic within the movie problem? Or it it feels like they just hasn't developed it enough. Okay. They they sort of suggest things, but they don't really do anything with it. They they suggest mm. that the daughter, the, the the niece is a, a sort of psychic, but again, they don't really do anything with it. It kind of feels like they're setting up for a sequel. You know, it will feels probably like, never happen. Which, yeah, which will probably never happen. Yeah. <clears throat> John Reese Davis is brilliant yeah he, i mean he's i don't think he he read he has i mean john reese davis has been in some crap oh i've seen him put in some very bad performances yeah. where he's literally just turned up and said his lines and absolutely like, you can tell when john reese davis is not into something yeah, um but this, when he is even if it's a bad movie when he is into the role he's generally pretty good yeah, he's he. I I think he's feeling this one because yeah. he's 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 very believable as this sort of, you know, this is the cutting edge of science. It's not, you know, it's not just mumbo jumbo and and, and, mm. and it's not, you know, it's this. We're in all these sort of things and yeah, he he's fully committed to this. Maybe because it's a Victorian character that he can put his voice to. I was going to say his voice uh, does suit the. Uh... It, it feels. I mean, I I don't know whether he ever has, but I think he would make a really good Cavour. Mm. You know, Professor Cavour? Yeah. I think he'd make a great Professor Cavour. Um, anyway, uh, that his, his character does feel not quite as, as eccentric as Cavour, but it does feel like that sort of, you know, kind of character. Um, some of the other performances are pretty dire. The guy who's the medium uh, is is pretty ropey. Um, again, they, they they just don't. It feels like that they they kind of had an idea, but they couldn't nail down exactly what he can do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're a bit when, inconsistent with his abilities. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's sort of oh, it's just it's, it's just it's just a little lacking. Um, Richard Brake is criminally underused. Um, they. They it's funny he's he's someone that like really seemed to have this huge career ahead of him and it just didn't quite pan out no but he I, he's certainly not shy of work he's, no that's true 
he's 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 used in a lot of movies. So it's it's you know it's and he does for for the whenever he's he's I mean, he's you know spewing black bile and just being monstrous. <laughs> when he is, you know, when you do see him, it's it's he's quite, he's quite good, but it's you know fine, <laughs> just terribly underused. Yeah, and you know the story beats you can see coming a mile off. It's there are some nice uses of natural light. I think natural light. If it's not natural light, it's very good lighting in in some of the things. And then in other scenes, it feels very cobbled together. Um, Overall, I really enjoyed it as a sort of, you know, Victorian gothic ghost movie. Yeah. Um, it's got, it does have some nice things that, 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 you know, there's no spectacular deaths or anything. There's no sort of pushing any sort of great piece, you know, great death pieces. It's, it, feel, it just, at times it feels very lackluster with, with, with some of the, the kills. Maybe that was just a budget thing. I don't know. Um, yeah. But it's it's kind of it, especially if you like this sort of thing. I think it's worth watching just for Davis's performance and for for Break really. Uh, it was a it was a kind of fun, spooky ghost story that is all right if if, if you like that sort of thing. I would say I, I couldn't recommend it as a oh it's a must see horror movie. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, no, it's a, it's a sort of if you if you if you feel like you you need a horror watch a horror movie, you could you you could do a lot worse than this. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, I will do talk to me. Uh, a a film which I think was made in 2022 is only now getting a release in the UK. Um, so I got an advanced screening to this one, thanks to uh, my housemate. Um, and uh, it's a Australian supernatural horror. Okay. Um, I, I did see the trailer and thought it looked interesting. I hadn't seen it. Uh, my my housemate uh actually said, "Hey, you know, got this advanced screening for this film. Um, check out the trailer." And I saw the trailer. I was like, mm, "Looks okay." You know, looks like a a fun <clears throat> a fun horror movie. Um, and it's you know it's one of those like it's it's just long enough to be classified as a film, kind of you know <laughs> one hour twenty or whatever. So I was like, "Okay, fine." You know, let's go do it. And so we went to uh, went to see it yesterday. Um, and uh, basically, uh, it it stars uh, Sophie Wilde, who I have not seen in anything before. Um, I looked up the other film she was in and, and and show she was in, and I was like, no, I've definitely not seen her before. So it's the first time I've seen her. Uh, she is fantastic in this film. Um, so the the film centers around a girl called Mia. Um, and her kind of adopted well her father who she lives with part-time and this kind of adopted family that she kind of lives with uh, and and spends a lot of time with so her best friend jade and her younger brother riley she spends a lot of time over their house with their mum, and they've obviously got a very good relationship and she's kind of treated like one of the family basically um but uh effectively they all go to this house party one night uh including the younger brother riley so uh jade is kind of sneaking out with mia and riley kind of uh if effectively blackmails are into coming 
um, to this. What could possibly go wrong in a horror movie? What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. So <laughs> so they go and um, they, there's this uh, guy, a couple of guys there in the, this house. One of them really hates Mia, uh, called Daniel. Um, but um, they're like, oh god, why did you bring her? She's kind of this, you know, she's like the, she's like you know us. She's the outcast of of every party and just kind of sits there <laughs> quietly or tries awkwardly to make conversation. I sympathise as once being a teenager who was awkward and struggled with conversation um uh so you know she's trying desperately to fit in and um there's this new thing the new party game which is made very clear from the opening of this movie is fucking terrible idea but anyway there's a creepy hand a, a creepy porcelain hand and uh there are a number of rumors about the hand uh used to um it used to be a uh a psychic's hand who could talk to the dead and they cut off the hand and then they put it in porcelain they embalmed it and then put it in porcelain or oh no it's actually a demon's hand and it was cut off and the other hand is out there somewhere but this is the demon hand embalmed but either way there's this urban legend around this porcelain hand that uh, if you light a candle and you hold the hand and you say talk to me the spirits the dead will talk to you and if you say uh, I think it's let me in um or i let you in then the spirit or, or a spirit can inhabit your body and the kids all the kids are doing it for viral tiktoks um they're like hey you know you become possessed but they they've realized that if it's over like 80 seconds or whatever then the the they ends up killing people it's a bad idea so the kids are all doing it for tiktok um and she's like i'll do it sophie's like i'll do it and so she does and uh she's creepy and her eyes go all black and 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 this happens in the the opening as well we see some other kids this this this, this happens regularly their eyes go black and they start talking in demon tongues and and saying demon things and acting all demony but the kids love it for tiktok so they they do it and uh they she the the hand won't let go at the end of her session so the hand holds on for too long past the the amount of time it should do right anyway um she says that this experience was wonderful uh she loved the experience she was like i could see everything it was like it was like a drug high effectively um and everyone else loved it because viral tiktoks they've got their phones out and they film people saying stupid things with black demon eyes and it's hilarious um and that is effectively what this film at its core I, I think really is and i think this film does it superbly it it really uh it it really comments on the stupid tiktok video craze where where these teenage kids and sometimes adults that should know better act really dumb and don't do really dumb things for for clicks and likes online uh, it's that kind of thing where it's like, oh, you know, I'll become a, a sensation if I do this stupid thing. You know, I'll eat detergent yeah. or whatever they do, you know. It's kind of a step up just from the old Ouija board stuff, though, isn't it? It's it's just people well, have a bunch of kids at a party, pu- pull out the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, I remember doing the Ouija board as a kid, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but obviously now you've got camera phones they all fo- film you and at first i i was kind of like well this is ridiculous because their eyes their eyes are turning black and they're clearly not well and this is clearly a creepy thing like why would you continue but then yeah. you kind of think well these kids 
do like there there is this such a need for like fame and acceptance and yeah. social media has kind of played such a big role in that the, i think this film kind of speaks really well to that and there's also an underlying theme of addiction as well where where certainly mia becomes addicted to this uh do it having this experience and this high and this trip um so these kids basically meet up uh every now and again in different locations and they bring out this hand and they do this this whole ceremony and thing um and honestly this film does a very good job of of i won't i won't spoil too much because the week i will release this next week so this will be the week that it gets released so super early so i don't want to spoil anything too much but this film does a fantastic job of it certainly did for me when i was watching it of making me feel like i was just watching a teeny movie a teeny horror film where not much was gonna happen because it's a teeny horror film you know one of those like pg-13 horror films yeah yeah kind of feels like that and and then it all kicked off and i was like oh wow you know i, I kind of felt like this film didn't have teeth to begin with yeah and it lulled me in to that point and then i was like oh no it, it really does um and uh i i won't ruin the story uh, i actually thought the story was pretty tight it's it's a very short film um it's like i think it's 90 minutes 95 minutes um went by really quickly i thought the pacing was fine um the cast as we always say these days these child casts i mean i think sophia is like 20 years three-ish or something now so i guess she would have been like late teens when she filmed probably um but uh these kids are amazing these days like they they put most uh adult actors to shame uh you know yeah um but yeah uh i actually thought this film was really good fun um seeing it's got miranda so it does she plays the one of the two adults in the film um she's the mother of her friend jade uh she's superb obviously as you would expect um she's a really lovely fun going mother who then experiences tragedy and you you see her kind of she's another one of those those very talented actors that can really do grief as well as kind of comedy and and she's very good in this very good as you would expect but all of the kids are superb in this film um i thought i thought they were all really good um i i thought the uh it was really well shot i thought the 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 cinematography was great um it's done i think their first time there is their first feature film i think it's two brothers danny and michael Filippo um they're from adelaide and i think when i looked it up yeah this is their first uh full length film um i think they've worked on other projects sorry good start then a a fantastic start oh yeah that's right so they helped i think with the babadook originally oh okay uh so this is their movie i guess they were just helping out with that or they were part of the same production company or whatever um so this is their their first full outing and it's it's really good i mean um as i i said to uh to nick as as i left as we left the cinema i said you know so often i see these movies and like i just said with the flash but not even with the flash i mean the flash is not something i would normally watch anyway so not really my my thing but even when i watch a lot of movies that are my thing these days 
I watch them and I'm like, oh, that was really good. And I say on this show, oh, that was really fun. And I have no intention of ever watching it ever again. Um, yeah. This film, when it comes to streaming, I will probably watch this again. I, I genuinely enjoyed this movie. That's a, that's a damn good... Uh... Yeah. It's a really fun little horror movie. Well, I it's... think I was, it was going to be one of those ones where I probably I might have caught it because of the, I thought the trailer was, was, was okay. I but, would say it's worth it. it. It's a short movie, so it's not going to take much of your time. Uh, I thought the cast were superb, especially Sophie Wilde. I, I'm really won over by her. I'm I'm hoping she goes on to do big things, you know. Uh, she's one of those actresses you see and you're like, yeah, she could be great. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it's, it's a very simple, uh, you know, urban myth premise um i think is framed really nicely around this kind of social media craze the the kind of tiktok craze um stuff which seems to get more and more extreme with kids every year at the moment from whatever i see whenever i see stuff it yeah i guess because i don't i'm not on tiktok or anything i guess i only ever see the really extreme stuff because I, I, I know my ex used to be on TikTok, and she was like, "Oh, it's just silly dances and stuff." And I'm like, "That's not what I ever see." So I guess I see the more extreme stuff. But the only stuff I see is what it's a Gundam shows. Okay. And some of the stuff he shows is like the the last one I saw was uh, I think it was girls um, talking like Sims. Talking. Oh, okay. Oh, what? Like, because the, the same language. Tips, yeah, yeah. Because the, they've the, got the like language a... that they have. I think they were okay. doing that and and, oh. and, and kiddie pools and and making weird noises. It's like oh, what? Like in real life, but acting like Sims. That's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was. It's fucking weird. Well, it's better than eating detergent or whatever they used to do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I remember that that craze when it was like eat Tide Pods. It's like no, that will kill you. That's a terrible idea. I I I, I, I did see a couple of the ones with the um was it the cinnamon challenge what's the cinnamon dare i hilarious. ask what the cinnamon challenge is uh, it's basically you eat a a massive spoonful of cinnamon <laughs> okay how, how long you can sure you know, if you can actually swallow it and yeah some of pe- the reactions to so is, is hilarious was actually quite hilarious mm, yeah um and I, you know it it makes perfect sense in a horror movie the, it it know, really kid. does because you 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 get that initial reaction of like why wouldn't you just be like she's actually possessed though this is not like a this is not like a Ouija board her eyes have gone all black and her skin's gone all weird and like she's actually you know saying really creepy stuff and act you know it's like she's clearly she, is actually she's possessed out. yeah she's evil to, not that extreme but you know yeah but you know <laughs> um but. It, but then you think like, well, yeah, I kind of could buy that the kids these days might actually just go with it because yeah. because TikTok and I can film it. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, really little to, to say. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. Because when it, you know, there is much more to the movie. There, Well, there, not much more, but there is more to the movie than what I'm telling you here. Things progress and things happen. Um, Mia, I, I will say Mia's mother... Uh, died uh, two years prior and she has a very rocky relationship with her father because of that he found her um, but she's convinced there's something more that happened there effectively it's uh, it's seemingly a suicide that Mia refuses to accept as a suicide and believes otherwise 
Um, but I won't say any more about where that goes or how things come together. But I, I genuinely really, <laughs> really enjoyed this movie. I had a really good time. It was nice being in a packed cinema as well because uh, this was a free screening. It was one of those, like, if you're a Sky... I, I, my housemate Nick said, um, oh, it's a competition. Entered the competition. And then I got there and I was like, so the competition, because it was packed. I was like, so the competition was, if you're a Sky customer and apply, you're in. Like, that, that's like that's the whole competition, I think. Because <laughs> it was busy. It just um, goes to show how well, how, how well free does go. Yeah, I mean, there were people there that I'm sure never watch horror movies, but they were like, it's free, yep. I'm going, you know. Um, it was weird though being in a packed cinema because it's been a long time since that's happened did anybody um, leave yeah i'm not sure I th- maybe because sometimes that's a good that's a good way of telling it's, a horror it's, movie it's hard if people to who say. don't watch horror movies are watching a horror movie and they leave that's a really good sign i, I always think yeah it, it's hard to say because there were no there weren't seats planned yeah. seats like you have normally nowadays so it was back to the where should we sit oh where should we sit so there was like 10 15 minutes of that at the start of the film where people turned up at the time the film was starting and were going yeah. around with camera phones like with flashes on going like where should we sit where can i sit and it's like no no do the fucking shameful thing like we always do you've turned up late sit at the fucking front and be uncomfortable for the whole movie that's what we used to do it's like well it's yeah. my own fault i'm late i will just quietly no no i need to walk around with the torch on my camera annoying everyone in the screening for 10 minutes deciding where i want to sit of course on the odd occasion when i have been late to a, a film yeah yeah i've been so you're just shameful you just like sit in the doorway sit the, yeah sit in the nearest seat shut yeah. up and and just deal with it <laughs> i remember having neck ache from watching a movie because i got in late oh. and i was just right down the front i'm like fine yeah. it's my own fault should have got there earlier it's my fault yeah. but no you gotta walk around with the torch on your phone annoying everyone in the pack <laughs> screening <laughs> of course oh god i hate that I really so hate i don't know how many of them because some of them i think just left in the end because again they didn't pay for it so i guess they were like oh fuck it yeah, like, that's true. Leave. Okay. so i'm not sure how many of them in the first because because it opens with a bit of horror so i don't know how many of them just left because they couldn't bother be bothered to find a seat yeah. um but it was weird i had um i said to my housemate weirdly i had x-men 2 flashbacks which is weird i don't know i don't know why specifically yeah i don't know why i specifically had x-men 2 flashbacks but i remember seeing the premiere of x-men 2 and being sat there waiting for the film to start in a packed theater and for some reason it just okay. i was like oh this reminds me of the premiere of x-men 2 and i don't know why but it just did um but yeah, it was it was fun being in a PAX theatre again and uh, a really good film. So highly recommend it when it is out. Um, by the time this episode airs, it will be out this Friday in the cinema, I think. So it's worth the watch for sure. I had a mortifying experience. Oh, go on. The Lighthouse. I love The Lighthouse. That was a great movie. I thought I was late. Were you at the, were you at the screening before? No. So what... Every almost everybody was sat down. It, it was it was full, and the only chair that was free was the other side of the room. Okay. And I thought, oh god, what am I going to do? Because I could, it was dark and I couldn't see quite see where to go. So I thought, okay, fuck this. I am going to be a little rude 
and I will just go down the aisle. I'm going to walk down the aisle and annoy every single person from here so to the I other did. end of the I, room. Because I thought the film was literally about to start. Oh, so I, oh, I see. So you thought, I haven't got time to go all the way around. Yes. Because the I film will start. That anyway, because it was so dark in there. I couldn't see where the... So you were you were there at a time when it would have been acceptable to get a torch out. Yes, it would have been fine because the film uh-huh. hadn't started and everyone would have so been I fine. With all that. these people get up on this 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 the length of this fucking uh, aisle, and I sat there feeling really super embarrassed. Right? Oh, no. And then the lights came up. What? Yeah. And I could see everyone around, and I could see there were. Uh, People were coming in late and they were going all the way round and coming and sitting next to me. And I could see the whole aisle looking at me. And I was thinking... <laughs> oh, why did God. the lights come back up? That's I don't really know. Weird. I don't know what why they were down. Maybe they realised, they were like, there's some fuck who's annoying absolutely yeah. everyone down there. Put the lights I, back on. I was so fucking mortified. Oh, no. And I felt so, because the stupid thing was is that if there would have been a bit more light, and I, or I would have been clever enough to get my fucking phone out. I could have seen that all you, all I had to do was walk down the to the front. It's an honest walk mistake. Walk the front and then come up yeah. the other side, and I wouldn't have bothered anybody. It would have been fine, but it was. <laughs> oh, I was. So it looked upset. like you were making a point of annoying yeah, everyone in did. the whole it row. Made, it, it looked <laughs> like I was be, I was genuinely just being a dick. Oh and I wasn't no. Like, I was so mortified. Now, last night, I will, I will say, getting your camera light out in when the film started is unacceptable. But I understand why they <laughs> made the mistake because yeah. this was a free screening put on by Sky. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming effectively Sky bought the screen for the night. They rented the screen mm-hmm. from Showcase. Um, so there were no trailers. So I think people probably came like half an hour in thinking the movie's just about to start. And it was like, yeah. no, the movie's on because there were no no trailers at all. The film just started. Because um, I said to Nick on the way in, I was like, well, surely there'll be just like a million Sky trailers. But then as the film started, I was like, oh, no, of course, everyone here is a Sky customer. So there's no point. Like yeah. they've got they're just like, here, have a free movie. Um, so, yeah, there was no trailers, which is why I think a lot of people turned up later. But uh, anyway, they must I, have distribution on it then. If they, if yeah, I'm assuming so. I don't know. It's um, well, they must have some money in it. I would have thought if they're giving it away for that away for it. Yeah, what's the name of the company? A24 was the the. the... Oh, okay, so it's the, it's the you know, it's a pretty good company. A24. Yeah, they're good. they're a good company. I when um. I saw the trailer. I thought, oh, actually, that looks pretty good. And I saw that it was A24. And I was like, well, actually, A24 generally do pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what the deal is. I mean, it might just be a loss leader and this guy just want to advertise that, hey, we give away free cinema tickets every now and again and whatever. But I was certainly happy to uh, to take it. The last advanced screening I had for a film was nowhere near as good as this one. So uh, this was fun. It was really oh. good. So yeah, I, I highly recommend Talk to Me uh, when you, uh, you know, when you get a chance to see it. Yeah. Um. What else have you been watching? So, I also watched 12 Mighty Orphans. 12 Mighty Orphans. So this is, it's been out for a couple of years, this one, but it is, it's uh, new to Netflix, and yeah. I saw the sort of trailer for it, and I thought, you know what, I'm in the mood for that sort of thing. It was, it was a, a sort of, I, I, I don't 
I'm not a, a, a big. I don't really do sports. I'm not a sports fan, but I do like a good sports movie. Me too. I, I'm exactly um, the same as you. I, I'm different. I, I actually do like boxing, and I like boxing movies. Sure. That, so, but know, like American football, I have no interest in. But I will watch so, like the longest yard or something. I'll be like, oh, fine, you know. Whatever. When I was in the late eight, mid to late eighties, when I was a kid, mm. I actually did get into American football for a bit. It was what it was. A, it was one of those sort of random things, and the Chicago Bears were the team at the time, and I fucking loved the bridge. So I kind of got into. For a few years, got into American football. It's so really big these days in in England. Yeah, yeah. It's. it's I know it's, a lot of people that are really into it now, like super into a, it. Honestly, I, it's, it's it's I'd much rather watch American football than traditional football. Oh yeah, absolutely. But then I'd, I'd rather watch rugby. So I'm yeah. not fucking calling it soccer. The Americans. <laughs> it's not fucking soccer. It's football. But I'd much rather watch American football than normal football and yeah it's just i hate football it's this this i know that it's a similar thing with americans they have their same overpriced overpaid people and st- stupid companies and i know it's the same sort of thing really of course you know when you get down to it but i just find it a much more interesting game um anyway so this is based on true story uh, in the 1930s, during the Great Depression, um, a, te- sort of a, a teacher and, and coach uh, is, is moving to a orphanage to teach, you know, the or- orphan kids, uh, basically to teach them how to play football. And his wife is an English teacher, so they've 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 packed up. You, you get the impression that the wife isn't terribly happy to be there. They they seem to have had a nice job and life where they were. Yeah. But Luke, so Luke Wilson is 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 the, is the is the main guy, Rusty Russell. Uh, it you you over the movie you 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 realise that he was an orphan himself, um, and he kind of you, you get the impression he wants to do something for orphans. He wants to you know ha- maybe have the opportunity that he probably didn't have himself so you know so much so he, they get this you know they, they get there and there are these this this group of orphans you know <laughs> um it's narrated by uh and also starring uh martin sheen who plays the doctor at this this orphanage and he's a drunk and but he's you know he's a nice guy and and, and he's he seems to treat the orphans quite well you know, he 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 sort of he's he's a he's a good sort of mentor figure for them, even though he, he drinks too much. Um, and you've also got Wayne Knight playing Frank Quinn, and Wayne Knight is on full asshole duty here. <laughs> he is a, he is oh he is excellent. He is loathsome. He is horrible. He takes great delight in hitting the kids and just being a general asshole. Because he gets to run, he runs a print shop, and the basically he's taking advantage of the orphans. He's using them as slave labor, basically. Yeah. He's he's getting money, and he's he's obviously pocketing it. <laughs> so, Rusty Russell, uh, Luke Wilson's character, he he's 
he, he get they get there and obviously they've got no field. They, I mean, they do have a field, but it's not. It was used for great goat grazing at some point, and it's you know it's just mostly stones. Yeah. None of the kids have played football before, and also it, it's at first he says, "Where are their shoes?" And the doc says. Well, it depends on the season. He's like, well, he says, well, there's two seasons here. There's shoe season and there's not shoe season. Like, <laughs> oh, right. It's that sort of fucking orphanage. Okay. <clears throat> but he's convinced that, you know, college football in America is huge. It's ridiculously huge over there. And he's convinced that he can get these orphans into the, into their, you know, the league. And first, you know, they, they, they get to the, the thing and they, the, they're tr- the, the, the board that runs it and the board's like, no, you can't, you know, orphans are terrible. You know, it's explained at the beginning that orphans were seen as the lowest of the low, you know. Yes. If, if you were an orphan, you were probably going to turn out to be a terrible, awful person and, you know, orphans were spat on, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and they say, you know, you can't do this and through a sort of through through a, 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 a the fact that Rusty is 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 known to them, he, he's coached good teams before, and he knows some of the guys there. He he gets he gets a vote passed where they accept these that the, they can have a team, but they must be able to pass a, a certain written and maths test. Otherwise, they they're not eligible. Right. So they go back, and you know, there's one of the ki- the kids in particular. He he's who just sort of turned up, Hardy Brown. Um, he witnessed his the murder of his father, and his basically his mother. As soon as his dad died, his mother went, "Okay, I'm fucking off." So she left, and she left. He ends so he ends up getting taken to the orphanage, and he's a a real hothead, and you know, he's one of those. Someone says something, he'll punch them type kids <clears throat> he obviously can't read or write basically you, you get the impression that he can't do that sort of thing they the the so rusty and his wife do all they can to get these kids as educated as they possibly can to, to pass this test in the end it turns out that only 12 of them pass the test Right. So they've got a team, a, a, a team that consists of you know too few people really, but they get away with it. There's some, there's some back and forth. There's another guy who is a, another team's the, the sort of the top team's ca- uh, coach, who's another real boo hiss asshole. Um, he he's a rival of Rusty's, and he, you know, he's like, oh, you know, you and your orphans and all that sort of, you know, blah blah blah. Right. Um, eventually, you know, the, the, the Wayne Knight's character is 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 all, all trying to get them stop this stop because it's interfering with his, you know, money and he and he's uh, does underhand tricks and to, to to get them kicked out and there's there's a sort of to and fro, but what what happens is is that this team of orphans, you know, it's it, during the depression, they seem to give hope to people. People kind of flock to them. 
they're, they're, they're seen as, as like, well, God, this, if this team who don't have fucking shoes and their uniforms are homemade and pretty much ragged, if they can, you know, do do this and, and, and almost win and as they go along, actually start winning games because the coach sees that they, he needs a new plan. So they have this shifting line back that the other coaches are like, you can't do that. It's fucking illegal. It's like, of course he can. As long as they've got enough players, the, the, you know, the, 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 the refs are like, yeah, they can. As long as they've got enough players to do it, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. In respect. So these, you know, the, the, the things that they were doing ended up being plays that were used by everybody. <clears throat> and I won't spoil that overall thing. I mean, you can, it's a true story. So obviously it's been a bit jiggered and pokered a bit, but I love this movie. It's not a great sports movie. What it is, is a genuine, honest to goodness story of kids that didn't have, would not have had an opportunity and would have ended up in terrible places were given the, the, you know, the opportunity by this guy to better themselves, to educate themselves and to just be genuinely good, you know, lovely people. I mean, some of the things I will, one of the things I will spoil is that these kids, some of the things they went on to afterwards, you know, some of them continued as professionals. One of them ended up working on the Manhattan Project. Right. And it's like, wow, you know, yeah. the, the, it's a really good, you know, solid, fun sports movie. It's, I really enjoyed it. And I would say if, if you're into this sort of thing, if you like a good, you know, struggle movie with, 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 you know, great acting, brilliant performances, you know, Luke Wilson, I, I, I he's great. Is this, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a guy who is clearly damaged from the First World War as well. Sure. You know, either, he's not really spoiling anything, but his his brother, when he was he was left at the, when he was left at his orf, the orphanage, he was left with his older brother, and his older brother looked after him. And when you get to this, the the flood of war, through things that happen, you know, he. He has these these hang-ups and these these issues that he has himself with with, with what what happened to him. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. It's like I said, it's it's not anything spectacular. It's not going to you know win any great awards or anything. But what it is is an honest to goodness sports triumph over odds story. I really enjoyed it. It's really fun. I I enjoy those kind of movies anyway like you i I feel like i'm kind of uh you know predisposed to like this (laughs) you know and it's what i loved about it was was especially the whole sort of you know at the moment we're not getting so many good sort of father figures for kids and we're not getting that whole sort of kids these kids if they if they life is shit Life is, is tough, but if you you know knuckle down and you you're willing to to do to do what you you need to, this is what you what 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 could happen, and I I love that I think it's a it's really 
good for that. I like. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it looks fun, and it like I said, I'm kind of pre just, you know, I'm I'm the I'm the target audience, I think, for yeah. this kind of film. So uh, sounds good. Um, well, I uh, finished off because you know I came this far. Uh, Jack Ryan season four. I still have not seen season three. I'm behind because my wife wants to watch it as well. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. You know, trying to get my wife to watch the same thing. It, 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 at the moment, we're, we're watching Fringe. She's got a Fringe thing, so we're, we're re-watching that. It's like, I really want to get onto this. But... Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I've pretty much enjoyed all of these uh, these series so far, all the seasons. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think... The third one, I, I wasn't as keen on as, as I was the, the first and second, but I still really loved it. Um, and yeah. no change here. I, I thought season four, uh, it's a shorter season, but long episodes, if that makes sense. It's like a shorter season, but they're hour long. You know, they're almost like movie long um, episodes. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this season too. Um, I won't go into too many spoilers, uh, especially as you've not seen it. But um, <clears throat> I think it's a, a good send-off uh because obviously this is the final season. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's a good send off to all of the the, the cast. Um, I've kind of you know uh, they've endeared themselves to me all of them at this point. Um, and uh, I, I think this season works particularly well because they've made it clear it's the last season. So uh, uh, you know, as you were saying with Guardians three, uh, along with that, this is the final season comes that real fear of like, oh, actually this this could end with people dying right um so you know when you have characters in situations and there are some very tense situations uh in the show you you do get that feeling of like oh god what if you know it could happen um and uh they do a very good job as as this show always has of, of ramping up tension um some scenes in particular you you get a couple of really good shots of um use of like camera footage like body cams or or security footage um and you get some scenes where you know uh friends or or, or colleagues are watching the footage but can't warn or say anything so you've got that kind of added tension to scenes as well right. um i i think um yeah this was a really good you know it, this has been a great show to be honest yeah. from beginning to end um I mean, the three main leads you know Krasinski, Wendell Pierce, and Michael Kelly—they're perfect. Are so fucking good. They—they they really are. They—they uh, they really are absolutely fantastic. I—I uh, I particularly, uh, obviously, uh, Krasinski's fantastic as Jack. Um, mm-hmm. My my personal favorite character is Greer, played by Wendell Pierce. I think he's yeah. fucking brilliant in in the role. Wendell Pierce is so fucking awesome. I he love really Buck. is. Yeah, Buck is one of my favorite characters in The Wire. He's yes. So yeah, 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 cool. yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he is superb in this show and continues to be through this season. Um, I was really glad that. Yeah, it kind of felt by the end of it, I was like, no, this this feels good. There are certainly some. Uh, they they've really amped up the action towards the end, as you kind of expect from a season finale. Right? Yeah. Series finale, I should say. Um, <clears throat> some of that gets kind of like. I mean, there is a scene towards the end where a character is is tortured quite badly and then seems fine <laughs> almost oh, immediately okay. later. Now, I don't know whether that was meant to be moments later or, or like hours later or a day later, 
or whether it's meant to be more time than that but I, given the situation that's occurring you kind of feel like this is almost the next day and feel like they'd be a bit sore still you know <laughs> just, just throwing it out there uh you know there's some of that 24 kind of yeah. feel vibe coming in um well, as long as it doesn't get to uh John Wick levels no 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 it's not that bad it's just a cut and it's it's one scene in particular one couple of scenes in particular that really kind of jumped out like that but uh for the most part this 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 it's it's consistently good as the the previous seasons were it's a great send-off to all of the casting characters um I do think it kind of it you do get lost in the weeds a little during this season like it kind of it hmm I don't want to say that it goes off on tangents because they do ultimately tie them back in. Right. But there are a few points where I, I was kind of like, can we get back to the main story? Why are we, why are we doing this? Like where, what's going on? Or kind of want to see what's going on back with the main thing, but they do link it back. So it's not like it was for nothing. It's not like they go nowhere. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I, I won't say any spoilers, but for the most part, I thought it was a really good series. Uh, all of them, actually. I highly recommend the whole show now that we've That's finished good. it. I'm, and, I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm trying to get my wife to, to, to commit to watching the, the last two seasons. It's, they're they're well um, worth it. Um, I mean, I, I really liked season one and two, I thought were absolutely superb. Yeah, one one's such a great, you know, a real, real surprise to how good that first season is. And yeah. it's still vaguely surprising how good an action star John Krasinski is. I mean, it shouldn't be at this point because we've seen him enough. Yeah, I mean, he real you know, he really bulked up and got like, in shape. You know, he's yeah, he looks the part. Never in a million years would would you would you would put him? In. I think the, it's a funny the, thing because he's meant to be like a, an ex. I mean, he is ex uh, army, right? With yes. a broken back, I think that's what it was, and then he yeah. got retired from that. Um, but it is kind of like he is meant to be an analyst, and he does kind of look like he would rip your head off in this show. You know, he's like he's got that look. You're like, wow, you're a very in shape looking analyst, my friend. Um, I think he's one of my favorite portrayals of Jack Ryan now. To be honest, yeah, I think he's up yeah. there. I don't know where I you think... rank your Jack Ryan's. I, I feel like for me, it's kind of he's like up there with like Harrison Ford, kind of yeah, so round, round there. That's it. Harrison Ford is, is is probably even though he was how many was he in was he in two movies? two I want to say two one of them was pretty fucking bad yeah but he's good in it it's yes. another one of those oh, like yes that is true he is he's not bad because of because of him yeah and oh I don't know because what's it um even though he's fallen out of favor because he's a asshole Alec Baldwin yes Baldwin is a pretty good portrayal as well i thought he was fine i mean i love um hunt for red october isn't he yeah the hunt. <laughs> That's, uh, you know um and and ben affleck was fine the only one i've not seen i have not seen the chris pine one at all um i don't think uh, i've ever seen it i have and i remember nothing about it well there you go that probably says everything we need to know because the rest were memorable enough that yeah i do um, not remember i know i've seen that movie and i i do not remember anything about it at all huh. God, that's really bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'd actually um, almost forgotten that he was. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, 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 I they, thought they really set that up to be a. This is the new one. We're going to do a whole franchise. He's going to be. Well, this they, has always been the problem with up. Jack Ryan. Is it's always been like, but a movie or two later, they will recast and it will be a different yeah, Jack Ryan. Um, 
this he's almost is a fucking time lord, isn't he? Really? He kind of is, but it's so nice to have a show now come along and be like, no, this is Jack Ryan, and we're telling a story with Jack Ryan, and we're going to go out on our own terms and have four yeah. seasons. And it's great. It's like, okay, we've we've got some really good Jack Ryan show where we're not changing an actor every season. It's not a different Jack Ryan every time. It's like, oh no, yeah, cool. Yeah. You know? Um but even the new characters they've added, because you know, they added um Betty Gabriel um as uh, Elizabeth in season three. Oh, um, okay. she's great i i thought she was gonna be awful at first and she's actually really great and she's carried over into season four so even as they've added new characters um yeah. as we've gone along uh I, i've really enjoyed it it's been a really good show and yeah season four is no different um definitely recommend catching up i mean i'm i'm definitely gonna watch it it's just yeah quite well we we can uh, th- we can talk more about it when you have because by then yeah. we can do spoilers and whatever as well so I know we spoiled the shit out of the Flash earlier, but who gives a fuck, really? Cool. Um, so, what else have you watched? Uh, so, I am aware that we've been going for a long time, so I'll try and make this one quite it's short. Right. One. It's fine. Um, so, I've seen robots. Robots. And don't Amazon don't moment. forget, I did uh, I did feed my cat halfway through this podcast. <laughs> there was a break for that. Now, if you if you remove the 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 bit of time when I had to go and feed my cat, which will be removed from this recording. It's probably you could probably shave a good five minutes off for that. So, <laughs> anyway, robots. And so, not to be confused with the the cartoon robots. No. From I think the early two thousands. Uh, so this is uh, Jack Whitehall and Shailene Woodley. Uh, and basically, it starts off with um, a with literally them putting the wall up between America and um, Mexico. Okay. I was going to say there's um, only a couple of options there. It's so one or the it's, other. It's basically they, uh, it's sort of slightly in the future sort of thing. And uh, test, he said test, they, they, obviously they make a dig at Tesla. Tesla has created robots. So now they don't need the, the labor anymore. Okay, I'm, I'm assuming it's not Tesla in the, in, the, the series, in the film. No, I'm pretty sure he says Tesla. Oh, oh, they actually call it. Okay, fair enough. No, I'm pretty sure they say, they say Tesla. Okay. Um. Uh. So they've yeah they've put they've made robots so they don't need the 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 influx of Mexicans anymore. So they've put they've built the wall and they've sent the the Mexicans back to to Mexico, and now they've got free. You know, labor for all the shitty jobs. And we are introduced to, uh, Charles Cameron, uh, White Horse Cutter, uh. And then a bit later, uh, Eileen, uh, Eileen, who is who is Jane Woodley, and it is illegal to have a robot duplicate of yourself. Um, you see that on the news, some guy has been caught with a robot duplicate, and he's basically getting forty years in prison for for having a robot duplicate. Um, they thought it was very odd, apparently, when um, this old guy beat the world marathon record or something and they thought it was a little bit suspicious <laughs> right so they didn't they, so this guy did the illegal thing but then didn't think i better keep me head down yeah he was like no i'm going to win the olympics <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> um okay i think people might figure it out you know so uh charles is a complete douchebag who basically goes to the ice rink um bumps into pretty girls and then 
he gets his robot to date them up oh, to God. the point where they're they want to have you know his his robot is lovely and charming and nice is everything he's not and, i'm assuming exactly and when the when they get to the point where hey let's go back to my place and and you know let's do the deeds as it were he says no we'll do it tomorrow so he goes back home and then obviously the douchebag sleeps with the girl and then goes i i can fit you in like next week if you in, in a month's time if you if you want to see me again and then he goes and does the same thing again right However, the next, his next victim, as it was, as it is, it turns out she too has a double. And what she does is the opposite, almost the opposite. She basically gets them to pay for all her things. And then when it gets to the sex part, she swaps for her okay. double. This is quite a fun setup. I like this. Yeah. So her, her, her double does the sex part and she just gets the. The, the Gucci bags and Louis Vuitton, whatever, you know. Um, what then happens is... So these, the- these robots are like data. They're they're fully functional. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 they're complete. Are they like Cylon-y, like indistinguishable kind of thing? Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All the, all the standard models look like people wearing masks. Okay. So like they- the advanced model have faces, is that... No, they all. It looks like all the ones that that, that are like wandering around are service models and stuff. They all look. They just look like people in masks, really. They're they're just very rubbery mm. and a bit sort of freaky looking. If you if, uh-huh. if you like, um, there's there's a scene where there, there's you see he, he's like uh, the, the the robot version is walking along, going to work, and there's a um, rubbish collectors, and one of them starts malfunctioning. And the guy, obviously, there's a human driver. He comes out of the, the truck and says to the other two robots, "Oh, just you know, get rid of him." And they just literally pick up this poor malfunctioning robot and chuck him in the back of the, the <laughs> truck and crush him and just carry on doing what they're doing. <laughs> so through a mix-up, um, he's supposed to go to. Uh, I mean, he's the job he has. I can't remember what that, what it is, but it's it's. The job he's got, his robot's doing really well at. So <laughs> there's a bit where his boss comes in and says, "Hey, you've really bucked up your ideas in the last couple of months. I've, you've been a real joy to work with, and all this sort of stuff. Why don't you come to this meeting and meet the bosses? You know, it's it's tonight, and it's like, oh damn! But tonight, I you know, I'm I'm having sex with this girl tonight. Yeah. So he needs realizes he needs he rushes home. He gets there and. He gets the addresses wrong, so he mixes up the addresses. So he ends up going to the meeting, and the robot ends up going to the sex meeting. So he obviously makes a complete dick of himself. At the, yes, you know, of course. He walks into the room with the lights off and like mentions, uh, uh, he says, "I want you to lick Nutella off my 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 privates," and then the lights are put on, and there's all these bosses. Sort of staring at him, and of course the robot is is having sex with what turns out to be another robot. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. What happens is supposed to be every night they they get like not exactly wiped, but they get 
they they plug themselves in and they I think it's supposed to purge their emotions basically. Sure. But what happens is, is these two robots fall in love with each other and they decide they're going to go on the run. Um so it in in Mexico robots are free if you if robots get, get over the border. If they go over the border they can yeah. be they, they can be free. And then what happens is <laughs> it's it's the plot to all big you know films involving big illegal things in America just go yeah. over the border but interestingly you you don't follow the robots as much oh it's, okay because I, I assumed at that point the movie would be follow the robots through their well, so you know. the Jack White um, the, the Charles character you know he's, he's he tracks he's like I I must I gotta find you know, the, he's not there to give me my tablets and booze in the morning when he wakes up so he's like pissed off so he's like he goes to the house where Shailene Woodley's character is and she's phoning her robot saying has he left the house can I come in now is it safe for me to bloody come back in and of course she's getting no response so they come in and of course they meet each other and argue briefly then realize they're, like, they're both doing the same like, thing yeah they're, they're like they don't know how much they've seen of each other and whether they should have left at some point or right what. yeah yeah so obviously basically then the, the the robots basically set them up the robots murder a load of people oh god and they you know are, they're 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 set up for it they like shit that means we're going to have to run away yeah so what then ensues is them becoming better people okay you know because she's a terrible gold digger and he's just a douchebag he's awful yeah i mean i was gonna say he's pretty reprehensible to be honest yeah and i won't spoil what happens in the end um but i really enjoyed it it's actually genuinely fun yeah it it sounds like a fun concept it's i mean it it depends on whether you can part with jack whitehall's which douchebag shtick yeah well, which, so he does that well. Which, to be exactly, fair. He, it's 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 it can be hit and miss. I mostly like his stuff. I, the stuff where he goes around with his dad, I can completely. I've not watched it. I saw the trailer and no. I've seen a couple of episodes. It's it's fine. It's all it's all right. But yeah, and but some of his stand up is is actually genuinely funny. And I think he, you know, for most of it, I, I liked I liked him in Fresh Meat. Um, the teacher thing was, uh, but if you can put up with that, Shelley Woodley's charming as fuck. Um, I, I, I've seen her in, a, in quite a few movies, and I've always actually found her quite a, a charming presence. I think she's actually a pretty good actress, um, and she's she's really good and fun in this. And it, you know, it, there's, there are bits like they, you know, they they've discovered that the person who made their their devils is the same guy so they get him involved and there's a, a thing with uh no i'm not gonna think i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil that that's actually but it, that's incredible there's a oh, there's some really incredibly funny stuff when they they're trying to set something up and i'm not gonna spoil it there's a it, it, his best mate who's this he's called fat he calls himself fat ninja who was a an army sh- an army chef but thinks he was some sort of super duper soldier and thinks he's on missions and stuff but he sort of turns up and actually genuinely does some really funny things and is actually turned it becomes very useful in certain points 
it's actually really fun. I really enjoyed it. It's only an hour. It's an hour and a half, which is just the right amount of time. It's. I don't think you, you ever feel bored. Um, there, there are lots of cliche stuff in it, but there was also. I, I thought it was great that you, you're actually following them more than the, than the robots. I mean, you, you yeah. know, obviously the robots turn up as well. You, you, you are following them too, but you're, you're, you're following these two douchey characters becoming better people. And I really loved it. I, I, I thought it was good fun. No, sounds cool. Well, are you still there? I am. You went very quiet then. I was like, oh, have <laughs> I lost you? Am I on my own? Uh, no, that sounds fun. I might actually give that a watch soon. Uh, that sounds cool. But uh, but yes, I believe that is everything. Um, not much to talk about. No, no, not really. Um, um, other than, I, I, you know, we talked about the... Um, oh, and that, what is the bloody called that? The Creator. Thank you. Hmm. The Creator, we talked about watching the catching the creator trailer i think it looks superb yeah absolutely fantastic looking i mean like i said it, it does feel like it, it takes every stereotype uh you know every every stereotypical every sci-fi trope that it possibly could yeah but that said it looks like it's doing a very good job with i them. mean it's got uh it's gareth edwards which yes is a bonus yeah i like uh, his direction generally you know and the, what i loved about the 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 designs is it's very um, I've got a couple of those sci-fi um, books with with paintings of ships and things in, you yeah. know, the sort of from the sort of seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. Those sort of really cool designs, and the designs look just like that. You know, they're like those really cool fucking uh, sleek designs that I thought really cool. The robots look like those the ones from that. Um, oh, I think is he Swedish? There's the, those really cool ones paintings of um i can't i'm gonna say scandawegian because i can't remember where he's on um but it's it's like robots in real settings you know what i mean oh uh, yes yeah i know they did mean. that amazon did that really cool fucking series for one season based on his works and it was really good i really loved that that show and i'm blanking on what it is but the designs remind me of that um i um i this looks like one that I'd go for the cinema for. I I was thinking the same. I I think it it, it definitely has certainly vi- it feels like a spectacle film. It feels like mm-hmm. something I want to see on the big screen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind as well, of... Ralph Ineson, Gemma Chan, Alison Jenny, uh, John David Washington, uh, Ken Watanabe. Yeah. Brief feet seen in the in the you know in the in the background of one shot. Um, yeah, I think it looks really interesting. I, I'm I'm totally up for that one. That looks fun. That looks that looks pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely up for that. It looks really. really I saw cool. the the Gran Turismo trailer as well. I thought that was. Uh, I had no idea that was a true story, or based on a true story. I did. I'd forgotten. I never knew that. Like, oh, I did know. Uh, read something about that when it when it happened. So, I, honestly, I wouldn't go to the cinema to see it. But I'd give it a go. Well, now that I know what the story is, I'm more yeah. inclined to see it, yes. Yeah. Uh, originally, I was like, I, I have no interest. Like, I have as much interest in seeing it as I do seeing Need for Speed, right? No, <laughs> yeah. I don't need to see it. But now I'm like, oh, it was based on a true story. It seems kind of compelling. And yeah, yeah, yeah. probably one day I'll uh, I'll watch it on Netflix or something. Um, we, we didn't, 
like two weeks ago, we, we completely forgot, but we didn't discuss the, um, the, the, the Superman casting. Yes. So, um, again, I thought we did, but I guess it was off air, <laughs> as, as we tend to do. Um, yeah, so uh, Superman has been cast. He looks like young like Henry young Cavill. Henry Cavill. So that's fine. I don't know anything that the guy's been in, so I can't so, comment. Uh, I The only thing I've seen him in was Pearl. Uh, he was the projectionist in Pearl. Mm. Uh, David Corin Swint, Swint, I think I pronounced that. Uh, and he was, the, it was a, quite a small part. Um, he was pretty good in the part that he was. I mean, slight spoilers, gets terribly murdered in it by Pearl. <laughs> as you would expect. Uh, as you would expect. Um, Rachel Brosnahan, however, I've seen all of Miss Maisel, and I love Miss Maisel. She is brilliant in that. I think she will make a really good sassy um, Lois. Yeah. I think that is great casting. I, I'm, I'm really happy uh, with that that casting. Um, weird things I am hearing about this um, Superman movie, though, is um, Nathan Fillion's been cast as Guy Gardner in it. Hmm. Which I thought was odd. Yeah. Because uh, Nathan Fillion, he's voiced... Um, uh, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, fuck, why can't I remember his name? Proper... Oh, it's Nathan. I'll say proper Green Lantern. How? Um, my Green Lantern. Thank you. Hal Jordan. Um, my Green Lantern. Um, he he's vo- I know he's voiced Hal in a couple of the cartoons, if I remember rightly. And certainly one of the Green Lantern movies he has. And he... I can actually see him as... I mean, he's a little... He's, he's getting older, you know. But I could see him as Hal. I can't see him as Guy. Hmm. Seems a very interesting. They've also got Mister Terrific in it, which it's like, why are they putting all these weird characters in a Superman movie? Yeah, this is a bit weird. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I I think he's making some odd choices anyway, so I guess we'll just see. Very odd choices, but you know, casting wise, I think they've they've made some pretty uh, pretty good choices there actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I will I I'll probably give it a go. Yeah, uh, the other trailer, I, uh, of course, we we uh, didn't talk about, on, but we haven't talked about uh, on the last show. Oh, because it wasn't out then; it was out last week. The Napoleon trailer. Yes. So, um, I'm unsure. I I think I'm almost certainly going to see this in a cinema. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Ridley Scott fan. Not so much of some of his more recent work, but. I still think he's one of the greatest like, living directors. Yes. Um, and he's di- directed my favorite film of all time. So two of mine. You know, uh, Alien and Blade Runner were yeah. easily always in my top five. Actually, that never changes. I know last week I said Wicker Man's my number five, and it switches. Alien yeah. and Blade Runner are always in my top five. Yeah, so my number one. Uh, That's that the only thing that never changes. So, so yeah, I, I think he's a fantastic director. Um, I think. 
it's you know if nothing else is going to be very well directed um yeah, i i think it's napoleon it's real so it's historical epic yeah and and the story of napoleon is a really interesting story i'm curious yep. how much of his life it follows and which bits they keep and which bits well, they don't what, and that trailer that in that trailer alone you see things like the the um his rise you see his the, well i'm the, wondering uh, if it is going to be like a rise and fall kind of thing i think but... it looks like it's gonna be because there's at least there's a um there's a shot of a square forming which looks very waterloo oh they're gonna do waterloo there's you no know, way they're so not gonna do i waterloo. think they're gonna get up to alba and stuff i mean i love the napoleonic wars i'm a yeah that i like that, that I, I like history i like and i napoleon and, and and wellington and stuff in particular I, I i have a love for and i mean have you ever seen waterloo yeah film fucking love that movie it's way too long mm-hmm. it's way too overblown but i fucking love that movie yeah i mean if it is anywhere near as good as that is i mean i, I can understand why people would not want it to see but i'm interesting to see how what mass appeal it has yes like, that is going to be interesting although i think ridley scott is it that age and wealth where he's like fuck you i'm making what oh, I, want. I don't think he gives a fuck and i think studios trust him so they're just gonna yeah. give him the money anyway i don't think he'll he'll care that much no, no. i think it's more of, of, of a you know the case of whether it it will do well because it's a scott movie um well you know, it's, it, it, it it's feels a histo- it's a it's a known historic it's a, a widely known historical figure yes in recent times historicals haven't done terribly well no but then this this does feel like the kind of movie you'd want to see in the cinema mm-hmm. it might bring people back to the cinema yeah. you know you never know but it looks like it looks like there's going to be a lot of action in it oh yeah yeah it's got you know it's got the scene of him turning the you know the early early scene of his in his life career when he turns the cannons on the um on the peasants as it were yeah on, on, the, on the on the the normal people as it were um so you've got you know that sort of stuff so i i'm i actually looking forward to it mm. i'm i'm not the biggest joaquin phoenix fan i I'm, i think he's great in the right role and a, yeah he's know. a great actor but i'm not i'm not his biggest fan there, there are certain movies he's in that i think he's great in um and i think he's he will be good as Napoleon, I think, really. So I'm not really that worried about his portrayal. I, I yeah, I think it's, I'm, I'm actually genuinely looking forward to it. I think, yeah, I think I, I will be a cinema trip. Yeah, I think, I think it'll so. be worth it. Yes. But anyway, on that note, um, we will be back next time. Are we going to say what we're doing next time? Yeah, why not? We are doing Wayne's World. Something completely different. I, I thought, considering we've done some pretty heavy things in the last we have. couple of sessions, <laughs> we'll have some fun next time. And you know, uh, let's do, let's have something fun. Yes, yes, something fun and something. Uh, oh, very, you know, integral to my my childhood. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to doing Wayne's World. It's going to be really fun. But until then, take care, stay safe, and we will catch you next time.